Hey, what's up, everybody? I am Mark, otherwise known as Army Shot. You're listening to the Shot Pod. With me today is Alex Cabetta. And, and today is going to be the Shot Pod presents the guy side after this. All right. We are talking about the guy side. So what is the guy side? So I have another podcast that's kind of its own kind of separate niche and talks about many issues that guys kind of go through, experience, and a lot of conversations that actually need to be had that aren't the focus in society at all. So, uh, so for example, talking about like when a guy's abused, where can a guy go? There aren't many shelters for that. Um, we talk about uh, the alpha male syndrome, mm. which is just like, you know, the, the, the alpha. Stop crying, pussy. Yeah. So, so yeah, bullying is also a thing. So we talk about like, why does that happen? And, and what can we do uh, about that? So we're going to talk about relationships and dating today in regards to the guy's side of things, the, the, the perspective from at least mine and Alex's. And because it's still shot pod related, we're definitely going to talk. Music is a factor in our talks. Music and how it, it goes into relationships is going to tie into this. And we're going to make it as funny, if not funnier, than the other shot pods that we've had earlier. Because <laughs> and, and sweet and serenading and romantic, but still get filled with testosterone because we are guys. Well, I try <laughs> to be a guy. Well, last time I checked my pants. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, so to kick things off today, I'm first going to ask Alex, have you had any horrible first dates or just a really bad date in general? Who hasn't? I think everybody's. What's that, what's that call that you, you get, you know, where you get a friend and you're like, okay, so I'm meeting her at 7. And uh, so 7.15, um, could you call me? And then, I'll, <laughs> you know, if, if I have to say, oh, oh, shit, really? <laughs> Okay, yeah, no, I'll be right there. Or if it's going well, then you pick up and go, hi. Oh, no, okay, cool. Talk to you later. I'm busy, right? Like, uh, yeah, so I've actually, so, ha- I've definitely had to do that, and I've taken it. I've taken the, oh, my God, my mom fucking tripped down the stairs. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. And she's like, she's got a bad shoulder. Like, I don't mean to be rude. So you've it. had an escape plan. Fucking totally had to do it. <laughs> if you're, especially with the, if you're doing the, the swipe right or the plenty of fish thing or whatever bullshit these kids are into these days for a short while. After I, I got divorced because I'm old, I did I did I did the whole Tinder thing and dating people online and yeah you have to have those plans because they go bad. Sometimes you show up and it's just I don't know man dead air. They're not I'm I'm, I'm funny I try to be funny and if, if there's no like I had a girl that was dead silent on the other side of the table and I'm cracking jokes like I do and it, I was like yeah I gotta get out of here this isn't gonna go well. I've had some uh, some some typical guy stuff so. Uh, one of my roommates before we actually had a contest to see like who could get a girl over. And this was just from strictly online stuff. Oh, and, and that's this, a cool challenge. And at this time, like ICQ was a big thing. And oh. for anybody listening. Are we talking about 2002 <laughs> right now, buddy? Uh, Yes, probably around there. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. So, I can feel it. I'm closing my eyes, and right now it's 2002, and Justin Timberlake is number one, and you know Janet Jackson's titty just came out at the Super Bowl, I think, you know, something like that. You know, so okay, for right. for those of you who don't know what ICQ is, uh, I'm definitely aging myself when talking about this. ICQ is a messenger service from back in the day, and ICQ obviously, if it's like if you say the words together, it's I seek. <laughs> 
you. And uh, <laughs> and even in certain songs, like the, uh, there was a, a dance group named uh, Prozac who came out and actually had the, uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> it's, yeah, they sampled that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I saw Prozac live ones when I was in Hungary. Oh, Jesus Christ, we're old money. Anyways. So, anyways, we, we did this little contest, and we set out to see who could get a girl first. And, and I won, and it wasn't, it wasn't a great experience. Was the roommate our mutual friend? No, Different no. roommate? Okay, no, just checking. Sorry. Wait, no. no. <laughs> so, uh, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't the greatest experience. And, I mean, I wasn't expecting much anyways uh, for, for what I'd done. And I guess it... Makes me sound like a sleaze ball. <laughs> it totally but, does. But you're but, you're you're a quality husband slash father slash dude now, so it's okay. We've all had yeah, moments of weakness. Yeah. So in in my younger years, like we've all we all had those moments where we're just kind of like sluts on the market, so to speak. <laughs> sluts <laughs> on the market. Just say it. Just say it. <laughs> say, it say it, Mark. I was a slut on the market. <laughs> I was on the market, and while I was on it, I was slutty. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done razzing you. This, yeah. from, this from the guy that, like, I would say the first, within, a, within a year of getting divorced, I slept at a different person's house, like, every day of the week. For so, so this girl had some kinks. And, uh, and when I say that, what had happened was... Hey, what are we talking about there, bud? Are we talking about a little hair pulling? Or are we talking about maybe a little, uh, maybe putting a little finger up your butt? What are you talking about there? I, I'm referring to, like, like nibbling and a lot of teeth and when okay. i say and i went when i say nibbling and, and a lot of teeth i meant like marks like i wish we had a safe word like <laughs> like she was nice she, like she she was biting I had a girl bite me so hard that i get like soft <laughs> like ow <laughs> like jesus she, she, she bit my bottom lip until it was blue and like she she was biting my nipples till I felt like they were gonna come <laughs> oh off, and God. like it was it was a very painful circumstance. But what what Mark, also, I'm loving the story. What also kind of made this uh, worse was like it was that time for her. So oh goodness so, gracious! So me. Are we talking about red lights already? Yes. Are we talking so, about red light running already? This show got <laughs> this one from zero to hundred fast, son. I was right. expecting this. So later. so this was like above the pants stuff, and what had happened was. She just started like grinding on my shit, but w- the worst part about it was she was in denim, so like it like it got through, n- like it like tore like a lot, oh. like it it shredded. Okay, <laughs> like okay. Den- yeah, yeah, denim is never a good thing for for some some. Gr- it's not good for grinding. Just don't just don't do it. Dry humps. <laughs> I that's that's some sad shit right there. That's funny. Um. Yeah, like I was saying, I've had, and you, you know, this is this is actually kind of an interesting topic to jump into already because as a dude, you got, you know, you're the dude, you know, pretty much supposed to be able to take whatever is going to get dished out to you. But yeah, I've had the biting thing to the point where I was like, like again, I gotta say something because like I, I'm having, I'm having trouble keeping focused here. If you know what I'm saying, like <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's kind of funny. That's a great story, dude. <laughs> bad first date, so that's about like a bad one night stand too. Yeah, yeah. a bad one night stand. I'm gonna be honest with you. All my one night stands are pretty dope because it's usually with somebody who's like, a, like I don't know, someone I know. It's usually not somebody I don't know. It's usually like someone that's, I don't know, probably like a friend of mine or something. Then we just get really fucking hammered one night. I don't know. It happens. It's, it's shit, you know, we're all adults. But yeah, that and usually I don't, just, I don't know. You just kind of fucking move on with your day. So No were, coyote ugly stories for me. So there was another very, very, very bad, very embarrassing first date story. So uh, dating this girl... Um, and for some reason, 
the first place she wanted to go together was the Everything to Do with Sex show in Toronto. Oh, I did that with my wife. That was actually a lot of fun. That was a good time. It's so yeah, it's a good time. It's funny. There's I laughed so hard. Like it's a, it's a lot of lot of laughs. You, you got you can't take nothing too serious. Now, it actually makes me nervous to talk about this, knowing that you've been there, because I don't know if maybe our timelines sync up, and, I, and I'm praying that they don't. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm choked. I'm gonna have to think really hard about what year we went. Now, hang so on, I want to do that. So the girl that I was dating at the time, she entered us into some contests. Okay, we. Thank God, my wife did not do that to me. So these wow. So these contests, they, uh, I mean, sometimes they're for the women, sometimes they're for the men, and the contest that uh, she entered me into was for the women. And so I was up on stage, and the host was all like, "All right, guys, I want to see you do a strip tease for your ladies." And like I was facing away from the crowd, and so like I'm up there, like they put the music on, and I'm dancing, and I kind of like, and I kind of quickly flash my junk for her and all that. <laughs> and, and the host is all right, all right. Now the crowd, you got, that's in and in public like that, that's pretty crazy. And bro. it's like, all right, now the crowd wants to see some action. So oh. guys, turn around. And I'm like, uh, what? what? <laughs> so I don't know, man. I don't so know. I I turn around. I'm just kind of like. I'm not a good dancer by any means. I'm just kind of like strutting my stuff. Doing your thing. Kind of on the thing. I don't know. Dude, I'm going to be honest with you. I would be dying if I was in your exact position. I don't know how you do it. I have so much more respect for you right now than you even know. <laughs> so when it came down to, okay, uh, well, I'm doing what I'm doing. And the host is like, okay, but they want to see something. So guys, and I was like, uh, I didn't know what to do. I, 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 so I, I just like whipped down and whipped up like, like a quick, like, whoosh, one more time for me mark so i can get a good look at it okay all right so uh doing this and then the host draws attention to her like oh he's shy it's like no you're like oh i'm gonna get hung out oh my god and so uh the the contest finishes finishes up and it is what it is. I'm embarrassed. If, if I had a hole that I could have shoved my head in like an ostrich and just hide from the world for a while, I would have, but I, I didn't. So the second contest came on, and there it was like a, a, a fake orgasm contest. And my girlfriend at the time Can went, go, went yeah. up on stage. <laughs> my girlfriend at the time uh, got up on stage, and she uh, she's competing with a guy. And this guy f- actually won, which blew my mind because the guy just sounded like, oh, yeah. Like, it was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> who, who sounds like that? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, that's definitely the winner. <laughs> yeah. So that guy won. Uh, the girl that I was with at the time came in second place. And then she comes off the stage and everybody's coming up to me and like patting my shoulder like, oh, man, you're the luckiest guy. I'm like, am, am I? Am I, am I though? Like, she won the fake orgasm yeah. contest. <laughs> am I? Am I? That's so, really funny. So years later, after I'm out of this relationship, uh, one of my current girlfriend's former friends was a, f- a friend of mine on Facebook and said, like, hey, let's hear f- worst first date stories. And so I'd said this story. And what made it even worse was one of her friends was like, I was there. I saw that. I oh, my God, you that. poor soul. And I was like, oh, my God, I need that ostrich hole again. Yes. <laughs> Why did I say something? <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. Oh my, I hope somebody listens to this podcast and DMs you and is like, yo, bro, I remember you. <laughs> I was at the Everything to Do with Sex show in 2013 too, you fuck. <laughs> what was that? What was that? <laughs> <laughs> I remember you. Everybody talks about you. Oh, man. 
<laughs> Jesus, that's pretty. That's pretty hilarious. I don't know. I've never. I you got me beat. Okay, we there used to be this place called the Tattoo Rock Parlor, and there were these. They're still online. If you don't know who they are, you should check them out. They're called the Monsters of Schlock, and they're like a, a magician slash shock guys that go on stage. They dress kind of funny, and they staple stuff to each other, and they do all kinds of crazy. You know, it's an entertaining show. There's music involved, and they do tricks, and it's like a magic show, but it's interactive, and it's got a little bit of gore involved, right? It's cool. Anyways, they they got me up on stage, and they wanted me to put my balls on one of the guy's face for this fuck. Because I, I made a joke. I don't know. I, I made a joke. I I was half in the bag, and I made they, they said something on stage, and I went. Wah. I said something. I chirped them. I chirped him, so he's like, "Oh, you want to fucking chirp? Get up here and put your nuts on his face, thing, because that's something about something about testicles." So I was like, "I, I was like, well, don't bitch out." So I did it. I went up on stage and put my nuts on his face, and then the guy came over to staple my nuts to his face, and I backed off. It's like, what? He's like, "Don't you want to be part of the show?" It was so funny, man. You ever see? Uh, there was at least three thousand people in that place, though, and they all they all saw my nuts, and believe me, they're not impressive. So I've, I felt like a boss after that, but it'll never happen again. You ever see uh, Hot Tub Time Machine Two? I maybe I don't know. So in Hot Tub Time Machine 2, there's uh, there's a game show called You uh, You Choose It, You Do's It. Okay. And so they they get suggestions from the crowd as to like what kind of risky, risque shit they should do on the go show. Home and, Netflix this tonight. And, and this guy comes out and he's all, fuck a dude. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen this. Yes, that rings a bell. That rings a bell. And then Christian Slater comes out and he's all like, well, you know what we say here, you choose it, you do's it. So they bring down this guy to essentially fuck Daryl from the office. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Oh my god, I gotta go back and relive that. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh yeah, that was that was really good. So Alex, for all the ladies out there listening, even though this is kind of a guy side topic, what is your idea of a perfect date? Oh god. A date that doesn't involve anything to do with dating. You know? <laughs> like I I I don't actually get really I'm kinda weird. I don't like going out and eating dinner and doing all that date shit that's weird but I, I mean this is your idea of a perfect date it doesn't have to be like the standard stereotypical then it would like, be to just, movie. then it would be to chill it would be to like i don't know i really like other musicians like i get along with anybody that's either into music my my best friends guy or girl to be honest my best my the, the time i enjoy hanging out with people where i feel like i get emotionally connected to them on any level and is when we're sit, literally just sitting around listening hey you, oh, you know this song? Oh, this is fucking dope. Yeah, yeah. Let's listen to this next thing. Oh, you like this person? You're going to love... Have you heard of so-and-so? You haven't heard of so-and-so, but you like this kind of... You know what I mean? And just do that. And then they'll be like, this was a song that got me through a breakup. Or this was a song that makes me happy when I'm sad. Or this is, uh, you know... I don't play original music. This is a song I wrote about some shit. You know, maybe play it for them, whatever. I mean, if you're doing it with a dude, obviously you're connecting on a bit of a friend level. But if you're doing it with a girl, it can get pretty sexual and pretty relationship level quickly I think when you connect over music so I think my perfect date would literally be to like chill out and listen to like to vinyl or listen to music and just shoot shit that's lit I think that's the best way to actually get to know people you sit in a fucking restaurant lying to each other about how stable your lives are doesn't get you anywhere so yeah there you go there's my rant Andrew. all right, all right. For, for me I like actually doing stuff like I can, I can sit around and just chill and go to the fair and talk. Go to a fair. Going, going to a fair. I like. I'll give the you that. The Brooklyn Fair uh, was <gasps> so was many my good favorite. dates at the Brooklyn Spring Fair. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. The Brooklyn Spring Fair is uh, my favorite for a long time, and uh, we should go next year. You and me, we should go wreck the Brooklyn Spring Fair, bud. Like we did when we were if kids. If they even do it. Yeah, yeah. As long as COVID doesn't <laughs> keep going. <laughs> 
COVID, COVID. <clears throat> so, uh, but uh, so recently, semi-recently, I want to say it's th- three years ago now. Uh, my girlfriend for my birthday, we went out to do an escape room, and nice. I love escape rooms. For me, that right there would be a great date. Perfect date for me. You're you're I'll doing you stuff. That. You can still talk. You're you're working together to solve something. You're you're testing each other. If it's a first date though, and you and your your date's kind of dumb, it might be really tough. The question wasn't what's your first perfect first yeah, date. It's what's your, it's perfect, what's your date? perfect date. So you would be going with somebody you know would actually help you. So yeah, it would be perfect. Okay, you got it. You got it. you in. You in. You in. Yeah. The first date isn't, right, isn't always a perfect right, date. There, there's Mark, a, right. there's a lot of awkward tension right there. <laughs> like you. <laughs> Remember the wedding crashes? Like, <laughs> am I interested? But I'm not interested. But now I have to pretend like I'm interested. So I go in for that awkward ass out hug. You know, like <laughs> I'll tell you, I don't. I'm not a big Owen Wilson fan, but he, him, and Vince and that, and then Isla Fisher, the little crazy redhead. Like, oh my god, what a movie! Rachel McAdams was in that too. Canadian girl, God, what a good yeah. movie. All star cast. Forget how good wedding crashes is until you start talking about it again. <laughs> Classic. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. Okay, what? I think we're all getting confused here. <laughs> I mean, I have to go rewatch that again. <laughs> all right. So uh, everyone is different. We're not all testosterone pumping guys. Uh, with that said, we do have a libido and impulses that men with uh, testosterone just do have. So uh, have you ever had any, any crazy impulsive moments? Something that comes like out of the blue and you're like, oh, shit, let's just go do this. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's a tough question. Um, do you want to answer it first for me? I don't really know how to answer that. Like, what do you mean? Like, with a with a person that I didn't think I liked, and then all of a sudden I did, kind of thing. Or uh, I'd say this is more for somebody that you're with all the time. So like, so oh, it would so be my, like when I was married and we were together for like eleven years total. Right, and we were married for like four four of them or something like that. I don't. I don't want to do. <laughs> I don't want to do math. Anyways, there Math was like is hard. There was like eight good years out of eleven. Eight, eight, eight good ones. So I mean, so that's a good run. Eight or nine, eight and a half. Let's call it eight and a half. Eight and a half good ones, and then a lot of bullshit at the end. And the yeah. eight and a half good ones, yeah. Impulse was a huge part of what made us like chill and like each other. I just got to some some of the stories could get pretty pretty crazy, but yeah, I mean, any you know, from 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 spontaneously doing sexual things to spontaneously going on a trip. You know what I mean? Hey, uh, and then we uh, we used to bike like we on our cycle, like we were the cycle people, but we didn't wear the really, really, really stupid looking outfits. We just wore jeans and t-shirts yeah. and shorts. But when we would go, but we would do that. We would come home from work and be like, "You want to just bike to Toronto?" We're like, "All right," and we would, we'd just get on the bikes and go for like a hundred kilometers and just get, and go till like one a.m. and then get a train back. Like we were pretty impulsive with that kind of stuff, I guess. I don't know. Um, they're impulsive. Yeah, the sexual shit can get a little, the stories can get graphic, but yeah. yeah. Either way, yeah, I definitely believe that relationship, there was a lot of impulse. It was part of what made it so fun. We would go to concerts and then meet people and, you know, go party with them after. We did a lot of partying, so there was a lot of spontaneity with the partying, right? You go, you have a couple drinks, you know, you, you get... Uh, you get involved with all your friends and spontaneity happens. I remember spray going downtown Toronto, spray painting shit one time and getting all in trouble with the police because we were just <laughs> impulsive that night, right? But she did it with me. We were also in a band, so we had a lot of like, we would we'd play shows and do little mini tour stuff. And that was, we did a lot of shit. That, hey, why don't we just do this? Let's just set up and play. Let's go downtown Toronto and set up at the corner. And then fucking CTV News came out and got some footage of it. And, you know, just weird shit. Like by Speaker's Corner, we just showed up and just started jamming. Yeah. You know, like that, that kind of, and she was in the band with me. So yeah, that was a big part of the relationship. So, so Tamara and I, we would start taking these, these short little trips, just, just locally. We would go down, we went down to uh, the beach one time for a picnic and, uh, 
and she she was attacked by well we were both attacked by ants but her worse like she had an ant like hanging from a hair tarzan swinging onto her face to <laughs> bite her like it was like an adventurous ant he was like if i'm going out dun, i'm going dun, out dun, in gloriously oh my god and then uh, there was another time that instead of the beach we went to uh, a trail and we were going to try to go for a walk and so there was this one area where we were watching bats fly around our head. And it's like, oh, okay. And this area wasn't so populated with mosquitoes, obviously, because bats eat mosquitoes. Yeah. So it was kind of nice. But then the second we walked past where the bats were, it was like constantly like, oh, oh, oh my, no. oh my, this is so bad. Oh, let's go back to where the bats were. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I would have wanted to hang out with the bats anyway. I mean, Jesus, they're like, bats are so cool. I had a pet bat when I was a kid. Wow. So in elementary school, it wasn't really cool to be a nerd. Everybody it certainly fucking wasn't. No, uh, I mean, even especially still, not in this town, man. I, I mean, I guess that's kind of still the thing in school. If typically, if you're a nerd, you're not really you're not really cool. But then once you get out of that elementary school, even into high school, uh, in high school is where you find more people that are. Uh, that you can relate with, that you know. have more I, in common with. I was always really good at finding a girl in, that that was like, "Hey, little nerdy bro, why don't you come over here?" I was always, <laughs> been, even when I was like grade six, yeah. I, I, they were like, "Yeah, he's a complete nerd. I'll invite him to my birthday." I got, I, I managed, I had to, pl- I pulled pretty, pretty good game with that. So, and then uh, worked, even being a nerd's always worked for me. And then, uh, and then as I get into uh, my teen years, when it comes to all the the nerdy stuff, and when I say nerdy stuff, I mean like. Not just the standard uh, like movies and stuff. I'm I'm also referring to the comics or yeah, video or game nerds. Yeah, a lot video, of video I, game I grew nerds, up with a lot uh, of game nerds, guys that were like PlayStation like before online and shit. Like when PS One was out, they yeah. were already at home for twelve hours a day gaming. You know, and, but now there's a whole bunch of women that are like that too. There's gamer girls is a huge thing, and they just I know people that have met each other through fucking online so games and gotten married. When it comes to to video game girls, uh, there's there's no gray area. It's a, it's a very black or white. It's either you appreciate female gamers or you're hardcore against them. Okay. And that's, and that's, it's actually really sad for the amount of hate that uh, girls gaming get online. So, uh, so I used to like message them and be like, Hey, I appreciate, appreciate the fact that blah, 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 blah. Just don't get bullied by blah, 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 blah. Just yeah, enjoy yeah. what you're doing and, and have fun. But there was this one time that uh, I was playing uh, gears of war the first one, and in the first Gears of War, you had to enter other, uh, another person's lobby to to play a game. And so okay. I entered, and I, like I wasn't sure. I was like, "Are you guys like are are is it a bunch of girls in here? Or are you guys little kids?" And all I hear is Buddha Army shot. He just called us a bunch of girls. And I was like, "Oh, okay, okay." So they weren't. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take my stuff and go. <laughs> I'll take my stuff and go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. What is uh one of the key aspects of something that works for you in a relationship? Like what is what's made you the happiest? Well, I'm divorced thing? and currently single, so not much I think okay, is the fucking answer, no. bud. <laughs> Well no. well, no, 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 but but you just said, like, for example, you had eight good years. So in which case... I, and you know what? I know I'm talking a lot of shit about myself about that, but uh, even my own mother can't touch the amount... I was with her for 11, so we can say it was eight good, but it was 11 total of, you know, ride-or-die style of being together. And so not a lot of people can touch that. My mom can't. Neither my, mom, my, my father or my sister's dad were around that long, you know, and a lot of people can't. So I... I what worked with that was just 
I mean, I'm bipolar. I didn't know it at the time. Um, figured that out years and years into it. But it doesn't really allow you to be really that good of a bullshitter. You know what I mean? Like you can't. Like they, everyone knows when you bullshit. So you have yeah. to be really, you have to be really honest. You just because I'm, I, I'll go, I'll get. If I bullshit, the next day I'll go manic and I'll be like, I, I have to tell you, I bullshit about this thing. I fucked up. Like I, it's, it'll eat me alive, right? And if I'm depressed and I lie about something, it'll make it so much worse. And I know that, and I'll have I'll, that. It'll come out that way. So that just being honest, like I couldn't. <laughs> Where are you? He's like, uh, at school. She's like, no, you're not. I can tell by the way you're talking. All right, you're. you're <laughs> I'm at Mark's. Like, we're, doing, like, we're doing the podcast. I'm sorry. Okay. Be home Did, at you night. get a horribly sweaty back? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. No, I was, like Nick from New Girl. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Okay, the amount of times... The, the, uh, Nick's one of the best characters, I think, in any show. Nick and I are the same person. If anybody's ever wondering, hey, what would it be like to date Alex? It'd be like dating Nick from New... Identical. Remember when he was dating Megan Fox? Yeah. And he just left her at the train station? He's like, I'm just not going back! Because then I don't have to break up with her because I'm scared of it! I don't want to break up with her! Like, that's that's exactly what I'm like. I'm excited. I'm just, he's so funny. <laughs> I love Nick. Oh, man. So, so for me, one of the uh, one of the key things that works in a relationship for me personally, I'd probably say is acceptance. Just having gone through a lot of shit, and and life has just kicked the shit out of me, and it's changed me so much along the way. Like, if you were to look through your Facebook memories of who you were in like when you first joined, so for me it was two thousand seven. Sex to, for me, sex to to nice. what to what I am now. It's it's like you see this happy go lucky guy just slowly just become more and more depressed. Yeah, depressed. It's a little cynical too, maybe a little bit. Yeah. And uh and like like 2014, 2015, there were literally posts of me saying like, I need help. I'm in a, I'm in a bad place. I'm gonna well, do something to myself. Yeah. And that's a huge change from hey guys, what's up? I just I, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so for acceptance of of everything in life is kind of one of the, the big things that kind of makes it work with my acceptance of what though do you mean like acceptance of the bad parts of you or do you mean acceptance of of the shit you've gone through your past like what do you mean acceptance oh uh, elaborate please okay so so it could be <laughs> grilling you <laughs> so it could be anything uh so i've explained to you that i wrote a song called dissociative disorder and uh in this song if you want to hear it you guys should all check out army shot on reverbnation.com <laughs> So dissociative disorder, it sounds like a, like a slap cheek kind of comedy song, but if you actually listen to the words, it talks about how this angrier, angrier side of me is taking over and this angrier side of me, um, it's still me, but it's just, it's just, yes, you've, I've heard this. I know this song, the one you're talking about. So so just when, just, so just when you've gone through so much and you can't take it and you finally snap, you actually have to have somebody who accepts Kind of like, okay, this guy had some, like, horrible shit in his past. Is this the one where uh, it's got, like, the softer or or, or, or more chill verses, and it's, yeah. it's like your good side talking to you, yeah. and then you your bad side comes in, and it's a heavy part, and it's like, fuck you, Mark, do what I say, <laughs> do a bad thing and ruin your life, self-destruction, <laughs> right? Yes. Actually, that was a cool, I remember we were listening to this on the way, uh, I don't know, probably a week ago, you played that one for me the first time, and I was like, yeah, it was a cool idea. Reminds me of a song, I know it sounds kind of weird to compare it to, a, a song called Untitled by Blink. It was on a Cheshire or yeah, 1997's Dude Ranch. And 
first half of the song is about a relationship and it's soft and it's a, it's open chords and it's like, I love hanging out with you. You're the best. <laughs> you know, and then by the time it gets the second, the second half of the song is the breakup half. Yeah. It's the same chords, but faster. And now they're distorted and palm muted and it's the same words, but now it's like, I can't fucking stand you. You wasted so much of my time kind of idea. So I like, I like that you kind of took that, you know, you don't, you don't, you've probably never heard that song, but it's just cool to see somebody embrace an idea that a famous band has, has done too. That means it's a good idea because it yeah. works. So yeah, I liked that about that song. Anyways, check out army shot on the privilege. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> yes. So when it comes to acceptance, I mean, that is just, uh, just one half of it. I mean, there are other people that could have health issues that, they need acceptance of true. And, and, yes, and there's so like many being crazy, huh? yeah, so <laughs> being okay. crazy. Like even you saying like, oh, like bipolar and all that stuff. Well, now it's a part of the deal. When I talk with people, I don't hide it. I'm like, I'm a, I'm pretty out there with it. Like so, you know. Whereas I think when you're I know, younger, but that that's still younger, needs, you're gonna hide it. That still needs somebody to acceptance. accept that. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Oh yeah, big acceptance. There. That's a that's a <laughs> there's a big old bag of baggage right there. Yeah. So also. In a relationship, if you've had the crap kicked out of you and you start to see like old things surface, you might just mm. retreat into a shell and then you all, then you have to have somebody like, okay, all right, mm. all right, well, shit. <laughs> I agree with that. Um, there's one thing that I'll tell you about having, I mean, I know, I know you've, excuse me, I know you've gone through a big one too. When you have a big, the big breakup, the bad one, the one that like wrecks you. Yeah. If you're in another relationship and you get that little chest feeling that's even an inkling of how the big one was, that's like, oh, that's like red flag. You're like, well, you're doing the thing that the last <laughs> one did. I know where this leads, right? And I'll, yeah, that's, whereas before you had that though, before you had that big, the big bad one, you didn't have that instinct to go, this is fucking bad. This, I need to talk to her about this or this isn't going to work. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's in a weird way kind of makes you tougher, smarter, and and a probably better boyfriend in your next relationship, I would think. Yeah. But with that said, uh, th that actually makes for an excellent segue into the next topic, which comes down to insecurities. Insecurities, I believe, are, are a relationship destroyers because it adds, it creates a divide. It, it puts distance. Massive, so, yes. so if you get into a relationship and you're, and you're thinking when you enter into the relationship, like, oh, no, it's going to be like this, it's going to be like this, and you have all these promises, and then in the end, it's like, well, no, it can't be like this because I'm not good with it. And like, yes. Okay. Okay. And then at first you think in the beginning, it's like, okay, but over time it should change. Right. And then if it doesn't change and then you're like, but over time it should change. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's no, that's not a good, that's the worst thing you could say. <laughs> that if you're saying over time, that'll change. then you'd, you'd Like, that's not good. like everybody gets cheated on at some point. It sucks. Um, my, I don't know how much personal information. Let's just, I'm going to, I'm just going to say I've had it happen. Let's just say that. Yeah, I don't need to yeah. be specific, but yeah, it ha yeah. it's happened, and then, uh, I, but I can, you can get past it. I, you, I, you I definitely think can least, get past it. I think because that that wasn't a we what we ended up breaking up over was not related to fidelity whatsoever, but it was an issue for a little while. So, if you were to give advice to someone on how to get past insecurity on cheating, what would you? What would your advice? Well, be? I think that if someone cheats on you, that it's really hard because it, 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 it to 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 not be insecure at when they go out and do I'd say it took three years after that happened for me to be like never once when she was like out with her girlfriends be like I wonder you know what I mean it's <laughs> three years probably and I mean is that an insecurity on my end I don't know or is it more on on you know just 
on her end of it. Who it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, it's tough. It's a tough one to get over. I don't judge anybody that ends a relationship based on being cheating because anybody who's ever watched Letter Kenny knows <laughs> that you know if a girl steps out on you, you'll never get respect. No one will respect you again if you take her back, and it's true. So there is a, a very common, a very common idea, especially thanks to Hollywood, that men and women can't can't be friends. Like, oh, that's because, bullshit. Cause there's, I disagree. Cause there's always, I'll talk about this all day. Because there's, Some of my best friends are women. There's always the idea of like, oh yeah, have you never had a thought pass I've, through your head? I've got best friends that, I've, that I would and haven't. I've got best friends that I have, and that's fine. We could still be friends. It's a thing. And I've got best friends that I would never in a billion years ever touch. Not, but not based on physical stuff, just on the fact that like, they're just really good friends of mine and that we just never go. We're just, it's not the relationship. It's not the, the style of relationship that it is. So I mean, they're, they're, they, they're all, they can all work. I mean, there, there's some friends where you can look at somebody of uh, the opposite sex and think like, Oh yeah, you're just, you're just one of the guys. And then if you actually ended up doing stuff, you'd be like, did I just do something with one of the guys? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to name names, but I got I got one of those for sure. I got one of those. But like I said, ah, yeah, that's a possibility too. But there's other ones where you got to be careful if it's a really good friendship and then shit goes down. And then you you can wreck it. You know what yeah. I mean? That's another, you know, and I've had that happen for sure. I was, yeah, definitely had that happen where you're kind of like, well, that happened, so what? what now? And it's never, you're never as like close as you were before. I think it takes a, that when I was younger, that was a bigger problem. Now that I'm over 30, it's a little easier to get past you because we're all adults now. It's a little easier if it's, you're, you know, it's also why I don't hang out with a lot of younger girls. I don't hang out with 21 year olds or 22 year olds or even 25 year olds really because I'm in my mid thirties. So I prefer people a little closer to my age because they've got that same ability to get past shit. Yeah. Don't use your trauma and your PTSD from the last relationship to completely wreck this one. Yeah, so you can never stop anybody from cheating no matter how much control you try to put in their life. Like, you're just going to create a bigger divide and you're going to push somebody straight up away. You're I think just gonna you, like, you yeah. get stuck in your own mind a lot too, don't yeah. you? Yeah. So what advice I've given through some of my scars would just be you just have to occupy yourself to the point where you're just not thinking about it. So for me, I mean, I'd be heavily involved into music. And it's like, okay, yeah. I'll just I'll just write a song. And so it's not going to be a song about, like, me feeling insecure and like, oh, my girlfriend's off cheating on me. And, uh, no, it's just going to be a song. But it, now I have to think of, well, what am I going to do to make – it's got to be an epic song so that my mind is completely off it. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, then I'll just write this and I'll incorporate this genre and I'll do some genre bending and, and I'll just make it an epic song. And so – you just need a vice. So you just need something. Something to focus on. Yeah, something that completely. And in the end, if you can deal with that, when, when you come back together, your partner will love you even more for it. I'll, I'm not, it's kind of a weird thing to say. I'll get, uh, but yes, yeah, sometimes if, someone, if somebody fucks around and you guys end up getting through it, it can make you a little bit stronger, I guess, because... Maybe whoever did the fucking around realized the grass ain't always greener. I could, you know, I think that was the case with mine, which is why we got another like pretty good set of years out of it after the fact. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it was like, I've, that was a bad idea. You're pretty dope. Um, I probably shouldn't fuck around with something that's not so dope again. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I, I think I think <laughs> it, it sounds work. like you had some like good luck Chuck shit happen to you there. Like the Dane, there's a Dane Cook movie called Good Luck. Chuck. Yes. Okay. What? Did, what do you wait, mean? Was it? Was it good luck? Yeah. No. 
Who was, sorry, who was, I'm thinking of my best friend's girl with My Dane best Cook. friend's girl. Yeah. And, and, and Dane Cook's idea was to uh, date these girls that just broke up with their boyfriend because they wanted to see what else was out there. And yes. then he would just like turn this date into a complete shit show. And then she would go back to the boyfriend. Oh, yes. Okay. I vaguely remember this too. <laughs> oh, shit. That's so close. Okay. Yeah. yeah I got to re- have to revisit that too. That's a, Oh, man. I do remember that movie. We should open that service. That sounds like a legit service that could work. <laughs> I got some friends that would be all over that. What was your shortest relationship? Like, not like a one-night stand. Like, I'm talking relationship. What was your shortest relationship? And they're why? getting. Sh- um, you know what? I'm pretty proud they're getting shorter and shorter every year. I'm not kidding. So and my, you're proud of us. Woo! I am. I don't give a shit because I'm getting better and smarter at seeing that it ain't fucking worth my time and nipping it in the bud. I would A girl that I would have spent a year chasing around doing shit for and wasting my time with, I will a month in, I will say, this is not going to fucking go, and I can call it a, sp- a spade a spade. And I, I'm proud of myself for that. It uh, doesn't matter. This isn't a male or, or, or female thing. This, there's no sex in this involved. It, the more, uh, not saying you should go out and be a slut. I'm just saying the more relationships you go through, as long as you're opening your eyes and learning a bit from each one of them, then you should, you should they should get shorter until you find the one that's going to be it. So I had the 11-year thing, and then I had a three-year with a girl that had some kids. And then I had a two year, and then since then, nothing even close to a year. Like six months, seven months, two months, three months. Shortest I've ever done was actually this year. It was three weeks. By week number three, I was outie. Uh, I dated a girl for a weekend, and uh, she heard my music, and then she actually got scared that I was gonna make it. So then, Ooh. so then she was all like, "You know, I can't do that. I'm out." I was like, "Thank God, Tamara knew she had nothing to worry about." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to rip on you. Like I said, I love no, no, no. I love the army shot. That was that was a great segue. That was a great. <laughs> <laughs> I set you up. <laughs> That's kind of funny. A weekend though, eh? Interesting. Yeah. Was that like a I don't know, um, long time? Like like were you in your twenty early twenties teens? I uh, I probably say like mid to late twenties. Mid to late twenties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could I could mess around with that. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Pet peeves with something you can't stand. This There's got to be a list, yeah. <laughs> I'm, see, I'm, I'm, a, I'm bipolar, so a lot of people that, um, I don't want to say suffer, because it's not a fucking suffering. I'm better at a lot of things than the rest of you people because of this, but I'm, also, <laughs> but I'm also worse at a lot of things because of it, too, so I don't call it a suffer. But people that deal with it are also OCD. Yeah. So th- that immediately, the list is massive. I don't like dirty people. I can't stand a nasty bathroom with shit all over the place. I can't stand <laughs> so many. Li- cleanliness is massive for me. Massive, massive, massive. I don't even stay at people's houses for the most part. I'm always home. If, I, if I'm hanging out at someone's house, I'll Uber home at three in the morning. Yeah. I'll I'll do whatever I need to do to get back to my my bed and my house. And I don't really like bringing people up there because it's mine. You know what I mean? When I was married, it was ours. And then after that, I was kind of like, no, this is mine now. That's how it's going to go until this gets done proper. So cleanliness is, I think, I think honestly, that's a, that's a big one. Other than like, I mean, you get cleanliness is, is huge. Other than that, I can handle pretty much anybody. <laughs> like as long as the, a really bitchy girl that's super clean. I'll, I'll, I'll still hang out with her. I'll give her three dates for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm uh, I'm super duper weird, and what so like I also have a long list, I but I'm only noticed. gonna I'm only gonna go through a couple things here. So, for me, I've got this weird thing where like I can't. So 
I don't know. You watch Friends? You see Friends? I've seen enough Friends, yes. So do you remember the one where, where Joey shouts and Joey doesn't share food? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So so I can't share. Uh, so even today, we went out for uh, for kind of like a brunch yeah, at, yeah. at a diner and she couldn't finish her fries. And she's like, you want some? And I, I was like, well, I suppose I, I tried. I tried. I put my fork and then I'm like, I can't. I can't, can't do it. I can't. Eat, I I just can't do it. And she's like, "Oh my god, you're weird." I'm like, I, "My head wasn't in a good space." Like, I picked it Did up you, and was. I hope she I called you a bitch. She went, just eat the fry, you bitch. <laughs> I hope that's what. I hope that's what happened. No. no Open no. your mouth. Come <laughs> here. Let me fucking put the fry in there. That's what I. Would. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, well, th- there's another thing. So, in regards to not being able to share food as well, uh, I can't share a drink. I can't, I can't do it. And everybody's like, come on, you, you can like eat her out. You can, you can kiss her. You can do this. And it's like, yeah. but I just, I, I can't. It's I, just, I, you know what? I will admit like, yeah. So you'll eat an, you'll eat ass, but you won't eat a French fry. Is that where we're at right now? Okay. I'll give you that Mark. That's um, like, that's part of the pet peeve though. Like you say, it's the one thing you're just not, you're not down for. You're like, well, when I'm doing sex stuff, I'm, I'm ready for that. Uh, when I'm eating my food. Uh, I want it. I want it to be fucking mine. Like you know, yeah. everyone's got their things. My pickiness about the cleanliness thing. I've had people be like, "Really? Like, are you that?" I'm like, settle down, bud. You know, because I don't know, little, little stuff. Like somebody that most people be like, "Oh, she seems fun." I'm just like, look at that fucking shoes. Like, you know, or, or, or a girl coming barefoot. You know, I've girls coming barefoot to the buyer. Just like, I'm not going back to her house. I don't care how good it is from the knee up. Look at the feet on this girl. Like, <laughs> they're black. Oh, not a. Not a not a feet guy either. I can't. That's okay. I'll give you that. Oh, foot fetish is foot fetish is huge, guy. It's a very big thing. I got lots of friends that are just like send me feet pics. I got <laughs> girlfriends that are little. Okay, I don't want to name names. Okay, but I have a friend of mine. Oh God, I hope she's listening to this and then she knows I'm telling her story. <laughs> she's she's showing me this thing where she's um she had a guy bring her a fucking pizza because she sent him foot pics. She's just like, I need a pizza and ever no one was no one wanted to get the pizza and she's like, I'll get one. And they're like, how? So she pulled out her foot, took a snap to pick immediately, <laughs> sent it to Buddy, and he's like, I'm on my way over. Had a bunch of pizzas and fucking pops for everybody just for that. <laughs> like, that's the power of, of, a, of a hot girl's foot. Like, it's fucking crazy, <laughs> man. I am not on that ship at all. That ship sailed without me. But I, I, like, I like weird shit, too. I like hair. I don't know. Something about... Girl puts her hair up. I'm just done. The hair up, done. I don't know why it is, but hair's up. It's done. I'm ready maybe, to go. Maybe it's just because I'm a cleaner and uh, I'm always sweeping up hair and, and picking up hair. Don't like hair. I, I'm not a fan. Get your fucking hair away from me. Yeah. Is that what you like? Yeah, and like her OCD for this shit. Like, oh my god. And her, I mean, okay. It's her very, is it, who are we talking so, about? Who are we talking about? So my girlfriend. Okay. So my girlfriend, uh, as all women have hair that just naturally sheds and falls out when they when they have a so lot of it. you can't see us, but my hair is longer than pretty much any girls that he's talking about. <laughs> so I'm mildly offended by this as well. So go continue right. though, Mark. So, Here's a shovel. Keep fucking digging. All right, so I'm going to keep digging. So there will be times where I'm just laying in bed or even after, after we finish uh, the business in bed, it's like, okay, why do I have her hair in my ass crack? Why, just why is it? It's just... Her, her hair is all over the bed. It's Do you ever have it wrapped around it? Like you go to take a pee and you're like, and you and you go to take the hair off and you almost pull your dick off like, the hair because it, it's wrapped around. It, it has like happened. Knot? It has happened. Damn it! So I'm not a fan of hair. Well, okay. 
What do you think it's like when my long-haired ass and another girl with long hair get to business? Oh yeah, like there, there's some bring knots a vacuum. And there's some knots and it's not some cool. tangling. Well, hair is maintenance, and that's a lot of guys with long hair. I don't really think they do a lot of maintenance, but. I don't do a lot either, but I definitely make sure that I get the dead. I constantly am getting dead shit out. You don't want to walk around with frizzy fucking hair all over the place and look homeless. You can, it's very easy to look homeless if you're a dude with long hair. As like, and, and as a guy that, I've had long hair for lots of my life because I have a stupid looking head and a stupid looking neck. And the long hair helps deviate. You don't really notice so much. When it's shorter, it's like, God, a big head on that kid with small shoulders. It just doesn't look right. <laughs> and my ears are kind of fucky too. It just, it helps with a lot. So I've done it for most of my life and yeah, you have to put a little work into it. Like you can look homeless. If I, if I go a two days, 48 hours without a shower, it's like, and I mean, not, people do that all the time, you know, maybe stay at somebody's house, maybe go away for the weekend camping 48 hours without a shower is pretty common amongst people. But yeah, I look fucking, I look like I should be begging for change because <laughs> that's just the way it is. You know, and if you have a little facial hair to go with that, you know, and it's, you, that's just completes the look. <laughs> Homeless Alex comes with everything you see here. Coin purse not included. <laughs> okay. So ultimately each relationship has a, has a give and take dynamic to oh, it. I love that. You must be willing to do stuff that you don't want to do. Good but, call. Sacrifice. But, I've, I preach this a lot. You know, I have very similar views on this shit. But with that, it's a two-way street. It's definitely a two-way street. So, so like, you can, you can preach this to somebody, and they'll be like, yeah, I know, I know. And then you're like, okay, but what do you do? And then they're like, well, I, well, I, uh, I, uh, uh. Yeah. That's no good. It's sacrifice, definitely. And it doesn't always have to be 50-50. There's a meme out there that I really like. I don't like a lot of the memes. A lot of the relationship memes are dumb. But there's one that said, when you're in a, like a real relationship, not this some of the bullshit you kids are doing today. <clears throat> when, you're in the re- <laughs> when you're in the real shit, you know, some days it's 80-20. You know, you're putting 80% into it and she's doing 20. You know what I mean? And then maybe the next week she's doing that. It's 70-30. You know what I mean? We've all got our, our bad days. You know, maybe you lose your job. Like, I lost my job all the time when I was married because I'm psycho. I, like, I'm bipolar and I was figuring it out. I was at work. You know, I was on medication trying. I was working at BMW making good money. And I was on medication and I was falling asleep in cars. <laughs> I was falling asleep under cars. Yeah. And then I'd show up the next day. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, guys, let's go work on some cars. Let's get this price started right now. I'm going to get this Mini Cooper. I'm going to bring it. I got 2,700. And they were like, bro, are you on cocaine or something? And it was just me trying out these bipolar meds and they would keep me up or they would make me see colors. Like it was fucking nuts. You know, massive sacrifice on her part while I was going through that. I was miserable and then I couldn't work for a while. I took like, a, I'd have to take a week off. Massive amount of sacrifice there. But then I'd also driven her to college every day for fucking seven years. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? So like we like give and take, you know what I mean? She didn't yeah. drive for most of our relationship and she never, ever had to worry about getting somewhere. I always had her back with that stuff. So, you know, we get a little bit of give and take right there. Like you said, a little bit of, little bit of back and forth, but it you can't, it's the problem is when it starts getting, somebody starts feeling like maybe it's not necessarily true, but they feel like they're giving more. Oh man, I'm doing it. All. You know, and once you live together, you know, those, it becomes harder because now yeah. it, it's a lot harder because there's not as much give and take. It's a, there's a, there's more give, give, give. It's more, well, I clean everything. Well, do you, you know what I mean? Like it, it gets a little bit easier to, to feel like you're being taken advantage of. Yeah. So I always found when you live with them, you have to talk. There's a lot more communication has happened. And when you're not living together, you can stay pretty casual and have a good relationship. I've seen so many relationships as soon as the it's move in time. 10-year relationships, dating. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And when they're staying at each other's houses quite often, as soon as they get the place together, both names on the lease, mortgage, something, something that connects them, something that's, this is ours together. Done. It, that can't, it can't handle it. Cause it's a whole, it's a new dynamic. It's a, it's a dynamic that's next level. Yeah. It's definitely not a lot of people are ready for it. Well, a lot of people can think they're ready for it, but then like you don't actually understand like all the, the little things and so what that, separates that, the men from that, boys that other people do. So yeah. like all their, their smaller habits, like the stuff that you don't really see when you're dating. Uh, I until, agree. Until I you agree. move in. Then yep. you're like, well, I didn't, I didn't know that was a change. The fucking toilet paper roll. For fuck's sakes. <laughs> Every time I go to sit down in this motherfucking toilet, the roll is empty. The toilet paper is literally in the cupboard beside the toilet. That's my favorite one. You don't know that until you move in. <laughs> you know? Um, what else? A little, what are little dishes? Oh, okay. You want to talk about pet peeves? Ooh, stay calm. Stay calm. Stay calm. Stay calm. <laughs> Clean your dishes. Just cl- let, let, let's do them together. It can be, a, it can be a, a couple's event. I'll dry. You wash. I'll wash. You dry. I don't fucking care. But let's just do them. Let's not leave them on the sink for a week. I'll, or put them in the dishwasher and never empty it. Every time I pull the dishwasher uh, down, it's yeah. dirty. Uh, I'm, I'm Why didn't make, you run the dishwasher? I'm going to make a lot of office references. But, Do it. But when Jim was uh, Daryl's roommate in Philly. Oh, amazing. <laughs> that was one of the, I, oh, I felt that. Oh, you just left that. all the dishes soaking? Yeah, they need to soak. <laughs> yeah. And how calm Daryl is about it? How calm he's like, yeah, they need to soak. <laughs> like, he's just like, don't you know? That's how everybody does it. Like every roommate I've ever had, like, like girl or guy. This we, we're I think we're stepping outside of the relationship realm here. This is just living with people oh, at this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, they're all like that. But dishes is definitely a big one. Um, the other one I find too is um, eating habits. Like I I snack. I do not stop eating. Like all all day. I'm snacking on trail mix while I work. I've got a granola. I had a seven up in the car with you today on the way up here. Like I'm always got something in my mouth. (laughs) 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 I've always got to eat something or snack on something. And, um, I've had women get annoyed with that. You know, like get the fuck. Like, do you ever stop eating? I mean, I'm only like 120 pounds, so no, I don't (laughs) always stop eating. I'm usually snacking on something. I also really like having chocolate milk beside my bed so that I can roll over in the middle of the night and swig on it and go back to sleep. (laughs) I've had girls be like, "Are you fucking seven years old? I'm never (laughs) staying at your place again over this stuff." So yeah, that's. I guess they have pet peeves too. (laughs) So uh, in regards to. uh, saying the the two-way street thing so one thing that i was really proud of uh so for the the biggest breakup that i've ever gone through in my life and uh the, the darkest period of my life for being a musician and using music as a source to vent rather than like writing a song like oh you're a fucking idiot you're a fucking I, I didn't do that instead i wrote a song saying love is always a two-way street <laughs> so I, I was actually proud of that so many love songs i've written and recorded actually talk about the things that you would do to make people happy, but life happens. And when you don't get treated the same, well, I mean, it gets to the point where you're just like, you know what? I don't have time for that. So is that kind of what you were talking about earlier? Like your relationships kind of get like shorter and shorter. Yes. Because I have less patience for bullshit now. So for instance, when you're young, you will bend over backwards for some for somebody that you really, 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 really love. You'll do crazy shit. You will drive to the ends of the earth. for. And when you get 
when, when, when the relationships that you're doing that much for don't work out, regardless of how much of yourself you're sacrificing, yeah, you are never going to sacrifice that much of yourself again. That's, and I mean, maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm speaking personally only. No, that's, that's but kind of you, a common, It's got to be, yeah, lesson learned. I, I appreciate that you feel that too, because the next time you're involved, you're going to be like, I'm not driving this bitch to college every day for six years. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, that was a slightly cynical thing to say, but I, I mean, I do believe in love. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, you're going to be a little bit more, you'll be like, if this girl wants me to drive her everywhere, I might be a little more aware that she might be using me for my car. And my dick. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And that can be a little, you know, uh, that's another thing. This is a, guys get used up too. Like a lot of people think, oh, girls get used for sex or girls get used for, you know, a place to stay because I'm a musician. So a lot of, what do you, <laughs> what do you, what's the joke? What do you call a musician without a girlfriend? Homeless. Right? So anyways, so yeah, like there are um, those types of cliches that you got, that you got to worry about. I think I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> yeah. So when it comes down to uh, a lot of the, the pet peeves, as well as the, the feeling of you don't have time for that and all that, that, that leaves like a lot, of, a lot of space in relationships where, uh, where essentially when you want to be together, you're, you're a little more divided from this. So common sure. interests help bridge some of the gaps when lacking in other areas. So if there's a lack of common interests... It can still work, but it just means there's more private time. I don't know. Um, we might disagree on this one. Yeah. Because I, common interests can absolutely wreck a relationship too. Like my, uh, my wife was in my band. <laughs> okay. Let me tell you, that did not work. <laughs> that's not just an interest. That's like. Well, we loved, we, music is one of the, we, like I remember talking about sitting there and listening to music and bonding. And that's, that, if, if I can't do that with a girl, then I know it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, I did that with her when we were in like high school. So it, by the time we were into an eight year, nine year relationship, I think it was about six years in when we started the band. You know what I mean? Like we were jamming at bars together. We were playing music at home. All of our families would be like, oh, get so-and-so and so-and-so to come and get so-and-so to bring his guitar. And then they'll sing Christmas songs for everybody. And then it'll be great. Like, you know what I mean? We jammed, we were, music was massive. It was a huge bonding thing for us. So being, you know, it was just weird. Cause once we were in like a professional band and like trying to do tours and, you know, play for record labels and like, I would like show her the music and she, here's the sheet music. Here's what you got to learn. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then it begins like, why didn't you learn the shit? You fuck me. You're, you're not playing this right. Like it actually <laughs> became, it became a problem because it wasn't, you know what I mean? The common interest. It's nice to have different interests because like you say, you get that time away. I'm going to go do music now. Yeah. You can go, uh, biking because she loved cycling right i got suckered into doing the biking thing with her i wasn't a huge <laughs> fan but that, what i should have done was said go bike with your friend so and so and i will go play music with my friends instead of putting her in well, the band i mean and making it chaos with, with that said you don't have to uh you don't have to be with the person you're with 24 7 that, that's, that's a bad we know that yeah yeah that's gonna that's drive you fucking idea. bonkers <laughs> like but you I, don't you don't want that i didn't mind having her in the band because i worked a lot i worked like 14 hour shifts and i was never i was out of town for it so i didn't mind but even still i mean being away at work is one thing but your home life that's something else so either way Not your wrong. home life if you're if you're together 24 7 at home it's still going to drive you fucking bonkers. You need, like, you each kind of have to do your own thing. So, like, Tamara has her shows. I have my, my fucking video games or whatever, and we kind of do our thing. But in the end, we still kind of get back together. Come back and, together and yeah. find the stuff. You, like, I'm sure you guys both like The Office, right? 
Yeah, like yeah. you that's something you could both sit down and go, "Hey, let's watch uh let's watch a watch watch one of your favorite episodes, you know?" Oh, we uh our main thing that that we've been doing is uh is horror movies. So we'll we'll watch horror movies together and the scary ones, she'll be like, "Okay, you're not going downstairs." <laughs> but then but then there there are the other campy ones the like, way "Oh, you, we'll watch okay, like I'm sorry, but the way you said that sounded like if there's a scary movie that you're not allowed to get laid cuz just so you said, "I won't go downstairs." Like not everybody <laughs> Understands that downstairs means you're going to go to your game room, right, <laughs> to play games. <laughs> so anybody listening outside of this conversation is going to be like, "Well, why won't she let him go downstairs on her just because there's a horror movie on?" <laughs> Anyways, just well, to clarify, just, just to like clarify. a just a different section of the house, and then that's, that's if it's like really freaky deaky. But then there will be like, we'll watch eighties. Can I ask an example? What's the one that she's like? Don't go anywhere. That was too scary. I need to know how much of a pansy she is. I'm curious. Can you think of one? Um, we haven't really watched anything that's actually freaked her out lately. So, I mean, yeah, there, there hasn't been anything. Okay, we all right. Watched, uh, we watched a movie the other night uh, that she said, oh, you might not be able to, to go away. Uh, but <laughs> Not it, right away. What, what was that? Oh, we watched oh, Candyman. Oh, the, 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 the new one? Yeah, we watched, we watched the new one. Is it good? It's yeah, it's pretty. I should good. Netflix it's, it. It's it's definitely it's definitely good. Okay, I want to check it out. I want to yeah. check it out for sure. Yeah, because I was I was on the fence. I was so on the fence. Yeah, because so I the f- oh man, when I was a kid, the original, uh, like the original, I watched when I was, I was probably three, and <laughs> so, I just loved it. So there there's a little <laughs> bit of a an SJW story to it, but at the same time, when it comes down to this uh this the overall story of the legacy of Candyman, is phenomenal. It, it like it comes full circle. It talks about many different story. T- yeah, I'm not gonna go too much into it and spoiler and all that stuff. So when I'm like, it talks about yeah, I'll, I'll trail off. It's good. <laughs> <clears throat> I'll report on how good it is. All right. So so music wise, Taylor Swift will write about specific relationships, and typically when I'm writing a song, I'll write about more about ways that I've felt, uh, being that it's a vice for me. So like there are so many. So if I'm writing a love song, at first when my very first love song, I was like, I just wanted to know if I could do it, mm. and I've always been a hopeless romantic. So I'm like, well, I could probably like put the put the sentence structure together, and it'll probably work out. But can I make a tune that sounds like? Oh, yeah, yes. can it? Can you make it? Um, <clears throat> and I've heard your love songs, and it's what you're talking about is the cheese factor, my friend. Yes, yes. And that you got a it's a it is a finer line than any other kind of song. I don't care. It is so hard not to be cheesy when you're doing a ballad as opposed to any other type of song, whether it's yeah. hip-hop, rock, party song. Even a sad rock song, you know, is still easier to do than a solid, like, baby, I want to hold you so tight. <laughs> so, so, a question and for Mark you. And Mark can pull it off. I'll be honest. No, I'm <laughs> not kidding. The Thank two you. songs that I've heard um, that are slower, and Steve, actually, I've probably heard about four or five that are slower, but two that I can recall off the top of my head are, yeah, they're both, I'm not, like, giggling at how cheesy it is. It's it's good stuff. And you also know how to add reverb and a harmony. The biggest thing with cheese is if you add a harmony vocal, it kind of helps it become serious. If you just hit the note and maybe add an octave, for any of you studio head guys out there, if, uh, octaves are cheese factor, and they don't help very much. <laughs> that's a very, and it's because that's what they did in the 80s. That's a very... You know, Duran Duran fucking thing to do. You know, octaves, not third harmonies. Add a third harmony, a little bit of fifth in there, and mix it low, and all of a sudden your cheese becomes serious. So yeah. take that one to the bank. So I have a, I have a question for you in regards to uh, musicianship when it comes to, let's say, 
the reaction that a woman would get from a love song that you could write for somebody, the guys don't necessarily have the same reaction to a love song written for them. Like they can appreciate. I would get so hard. If a girl, I went over to a girl's house and she's like, hey, and she, she, I have a friend that plays guitar that I, I, t- I tell her, I say, don't do it. Don't play that thing around me. I will wreck you. Like, cause this yeah. musician, girls playing music, it's girls playing instruments. It's just awesome. It's just like adds such a factor to it. So yeah, you gotta be careful. With that. So to, to go by like mainstream examples. So if you were to go by like w- T Swift is going to write a song about me, <laughs> you fucking wait for it. I'm telling you. I'm I'm one hit single away from meeting her at like a record company get together, just bumping into her at the bar and going, "Oh hi, I'm Alex," and boom, I'll have her. <laughs> Telling you. Yeah, I mean, okay, all right. She's gonna have to Wait, write can, a whole concept album over can, me. Can you play any John Mayer? <laughs> oh, I should learn some. I have a panty dropper list of songs, and John Mayer's not on it, but nothing else matters. Is I'm telling you, That's, it's a, every time. Girls have some pride. So. <laughs> So, like, if you... Or don't, but either way, nothing else matters. How the song uh, gets her done? What's that? Um, Truly Man of the Deeply by oh, Savage Garden. Oh, Savage Garden. I was in grade seven. That was one of my first dances, like <laughs> like school dances, I asked. Yes, like it was like, Emily Brown. I was like, hey, will you dance with me? And it was yeah, to that okay, song. Okay, but, but to use that song or even, Great this, example. or even This I Promise You by, like, NSYNC and stuff. And, like, you could see the girls that would, like, fangirl to those bands and be like, oh my God, that's such a sweet song. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, but if there's like, say, uh, Brandy coming out singing like, that boy is mine or, okay. or even like Rihanna or something like you, you're not going to see a bunch of guys going, oh yes, that was for me. That was, that was that's dedicated true. for me. I, okay. Yeah, you're right. That's, the fangirl factor is interesting. Now, I'm in a band called No One Drowns, and we do a lot of covers. In fact, we just played a bunch of them this weekend. My hands are blistered to shit because I played So start playing some hours. Journey for, for the ladies? No, but I'm just saying, like, we, get, oh my God. we get asked to play a lot of that shit. We did... Um, that you said this, I promise you. We yeah. just did that, uh, like not even the last two weeks. Within the last fourteen days, we played that by request. Because <laughs> so what we do in this band, and I'm hoping to have Eric on. I talked to him a little bit about this. To, uh, no one drowns. Yeah. yeah, to have him on, and we'll chat about uh, about us at some point, maybe on a future episode. But we do all request, and we look it up on like right there. And the amount of NSYNC ballads, Backstreet Boy ballads. Um, uh, Britney Spears has got a couple slow ones too that people ask for. Aerosmith. I don't want to close my eyes. So this is like so this is completely shit. off topic. But what so. made me but what made me think about this is there's a band out there that I've actually shown to Mary. It's called Punk Rock Factory, and Punk Rock Factory they do all these crazy covers, and and they turn a lot of these covers into punk songs. So they've done like oh Backstreet Boys and shit, but they, punk so style. They, yeah, you so gotta they, play me some. I'm so they did do that, and they do a lot of Disney themes too. And they tell do, me they do. Look at this stuff, isn't it neat? Please tell me there's a punk rock version of fucking. Uh, Part of your world? No, no, no. They did under the sea. Under okay, okay, all right. <laughs> Just they did under the sea, and then uh, their latest one that I, I actually want to show you because you're a Olympus fan. Massive is they did this this punk version of Roland. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> so after we're done this, we'll have to check it out. Please. But the only reason why I brought that up is, is just in regards to the covers and, and you guys do a lot of covers. I actually want to learn more covers just for the sake of playing covers. And, uh, I mean, uh, I have my twitch.tv channel, which is army shot with a zero. If you want to check out some, some gaming clips, but I want to get into playing some, uh, some music on there as well. Cause they have a music session. Nice. Section too. 
we should make sure we get in on that together, man. Because yeah. I think we would do some cool shit if we would jam. So we're going to bring out, we were talking about the cheese. We're going to bring out more cheese. Cheese and, and we're not talking food, we're talking factor. So what are some of your mood-setting songs? And when I say mood-setting songs, I don't mean songs to hump to. I mean songs that help you appreciate the moment that you're in with somebody. So it, it doesn't have to be sex-related. It just has to be something that you're like, you're caught in the moment to. It helps build the moment for you. Uh, this is a tough one for me. I rarely have music going when the shit's going down with me. I don't know. I'm a weirdo like that. It's never music happening. <laughs> I'm going to tell you one thing. What was the weirdest thing you've had in, a, in the background while Symphony X. Okay. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to tell a horrible story. And I'm not going to talk about who it was with, but I was having a threesome. Okay. With a couple friends and it was, and we had symphony X's icon. I think it was iconoclast or something, which is like a crazy project. This crazy shit. And I'm like, for like fucking 45 minutes talking about like the world ending and shit. It was amazing. It was a perfect soundtrack to that, to that session. I'll tell you. So sometimes it can really work. So that's th- the weirdest so, one. So this is a weird thing for me. It was Seinfeld. Seinfeld was just oh background noise. God. And prior to, prior to this, I didn't really care for Seinfeld. And then just listening to that music, do 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 do. And then I actually, I was like, okay, I gotta check out this show. It's always on in the background. I gotta check it out. So I checked it out and I fell in love. And I'm like, all right, I love Seinfeld. Seinfeld's pretty cool. I love the Cars and Coffee show. Side note, that's a Netflix show. It's fucking amazing. So we're we're not gonna get into this topic this episode, but in regards to the topic of passports and shit, have you seen the the Kramer clip with the AIDS ribbon where he's doing that walk for AIDS and he doesn't want to wear a ribbon and everybody's like, Why don't you wear the ribbon? I wear the ribbon. Are you saying there's something wrong with me? And it's like, no, 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 I just don't I just don't feel like wearing the ribbon. Like it's very like, oh crap, I'm Kramer now. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Very funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good actually i like that uh here's i'm gonna put you on the spot you're in the spotlight right now oh, shit, I don't have know. you ever physically cheated on someone yeah oh yeah. you dirt bag yeah we got a bag of dirt sitting across from me you never have eh? <laughs> oh my girlfriend's all like wait a minute what? wait a minute you showed me a song that you wrote for a girl that you cheated on so fuck you i know you did it at least once no i didn't cheat on anybody what are you talking about Okay, you showed me a song that was you asking some, for some girl to come back to you. Okay, but I didn't cheat on anybody. Oh, but I thought that's why you had to write the song because you fucked around and you were trying to get her back. No, you guys no, just no. you guys just broke up legit. Yeah, no. Okay, I thought I took <laughs> like that. I actually haven't physically cheated on anybody ever. <laughs> okay, so circumstance? Circumstance? Yeah. Circumstance. Yeah. It was a long-term relationship. No, it was it was actually she- it was actually about meeting uh somebody that I'd, I'd been talking to for a really long time and like knowing that we could yeah, push something so to the next right. level, but she was in a relationship. So I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> My issue with the, when I did it was, uh, I, I knew the relationship. Okay. This is what I did. I sat down with the girl. Okay. And I said, I don't love you. We have to break up. I have to move out. This is not working. Like I had to, I had to have that talk. Okay. Yeah. I said, I love your kids. I love your cat. <laughs> I like that. And I even love the house, but I'm fucking outie. This is not going well. <laughs> and she grabbed me right by the scruff of the neck and said, you're part of this family. Now you can't go. <laughs> so I fucked around on her and then she left. That was, that's, that was there. I'll, that doesn't make it right. But I was like, at least uh, that's how I got out. 
So I'm, I'm sorry, I actually asked you the question, but I never responded to my own mood-setting songs. So That's true. So I will respond now. So the songs that I'm talking about um, that, that help me appreciate the moment I'm in with somebody. Uh, Thrice, Red Sky, it's a very soft, very soft song for Thrice. If you, if you hear any Thrice and you hear like their hard rock, phenomenal band, but then you hear Red Sky and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. all right. Uh, Patrick Swayze, this this one's funny just because uh, I set up this very romantic night for Tamara and I. And I was like, okay, you have to go into the living room. Shoo, shoo, go away. So she goes into the living room and she's, uh, while she's in the living room, I'm tearing off like these flower petals and covering the bed and Aww. covering the floor and lighting like a kajillion candles. Uh-huh. And uh, and then I put on. Mark's like, I'm going to get it, 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 and uh, and then I more flower petals. I put on, Maybe she'll let me put it in her butt. <laughs> <laughs> so then I created uh, this this playlist, and I'm just waiting for her, waiting for her. So th- the idea was, it was like, hey, uh, you can come into the room once you see that I've tagged you in something on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay. So I finish everything. I take a picture of it, and I I, I tag her in it, and. I'm waiting there. I'm waiting. That's there. a kind of a cute way. Oh, I got okay. I have uh, to hang on. Hang that's on. good. This is so, good. I so like I'm that. waiting there. I'm waiting there. I'm waiting there. I'm like, what the fuck? So I like, I'm, I, I message her and she, did you see it? <laughs> no, no, no. And she didn't respond. And then finally I called her and she picked up and I'm like, where the hell are you? She's like, oh, I'm sorry. I had the sound off on my phone. I was like, what the f- like I told you, this was a, this was a plan. <laughs> so then she comes in. And then, like, uh, we, we did the dancing thing. <laughs> the, uh, and, and while we're dancing, uh, it's Patrick Swayze. She's like the wind that's on. And I'm actually, like, lip syncing all the words. Just acting Ooh, like a total goof. I'm getting fucking chub just listening to this story. <laughs> you have pics? Is there a video? <laughs> Jesus. And, uh, and, and, yeah, I made it a little more silly by, uh, <laughs> by lip syncing Patrick Swayze. She's like the wind <laughs> in my trees. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is fucking hilarious. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, one song that actually uh, holds dear to me is uh, the Cranberries' "Dreaming My Dreams." It's a very soft song. Um, I couldn't even tell you all the instruments that they have in it, but uh, "Dreaming My Dreams" is is a very sentimental song to me. And I'll tell you why uh, when we get onto the next subject. And the next subject is sour love stories from your teen years. Well, I married my high school sweetheart like a dumbass. So all I have is... <laughs> so that's a sour story. So that's pretty... There you go. There, there's mine. Um, no, but I met her when I was like 17. So I, ha- I had girls... What about when you were 14? Yeah, Brooklyn Spring Fair, bro. Every time I go to the Brooklyn Spring Fair, I get my heart broken. It was like, I loved going, but I always ended up getting broken up with when I would go. I don't know what it was. It was like three <laughs> years in a row I went, and the shit went bad for me. I went in with one girl, and then I'd go home, and then be, I went home with a different one. It was really strange, so yeah. So uh, when I was 14, uh, I dated this girl. I'm not going to name drop her, <laughs> even though I have her name here. Uh, I was actually heavily into cranberries at this time. And this girl at the time, she said she she liked the cranberries, but I, I didn't really believe her. So I'm going to start off a story here. Uh, when I was 14, I had never been, like, 
physically close, like physically. Oh, dude, I, I didn't get laid till well after fourteen. I'm not even talking about just getting laid. Like, oh, okay. like I hadn't experienced like the oh, closeness really? either. So oh, at this, I was a slut by then for sure. So, Everything but. So at the age of uh, fourteen, this girl, uh, we actually sat down. We were watching the original Candyman, and she puts her hand on my leg, and I was like, "Oh my god." I'm like, I'm like, uh, the dog needs to go out. So I fucking stand up. I grab the dog. I'm like, you want to go outside? You want to go outside? No, you're going outside. And take the dog outside. I run downstairs. <laughs> I run downstairs to see my brother and his and his best friend at the time. And I was like, guys, guys, guys. She put her hand on my leg. What do I do? What do I do? Yeah. And they're like, she gave me a tingle on my nose. And they were like, what are you doing down here? I was like, oh. That's a good point. So I turn around to go back, and then she's like on the stairs, and she's like, I heard everything. And I was like, oh, shit. You baited up. Yeah. And I was like, okay, all right. So then, like, I had some damage control to do. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I've never done this before. <laughs> Just what new. every girl wants to hear. Yeah, I'm so sorry. It's okay, sweetie. Let me show you how it's done. That's what's well, supposed well, to. Okay, that's no, how it goes in the movie, right? Boom. Yeah. <laughs> so not the case. So like I was 14 and I hadn't, but she was used to dating older guys. So she's obviously gone all the way. So there's a very different fucking off dynamic here. <laughs> <laughs> how often do you hear Mark say fuck on the show? Nah. <laughs> no. So that was tight. Uh, and and that so. Yes, we listened to some cranberries around that time, but for me, it was more so about the the fact that I was happy in my life for that short time. So I don't even associate it with that relationship at all because I was listening to cranberries before she came by. But at that time, um, when I was listening to cranberries, I I I had I was chilling with my best friend every day, and uh, and I just had like a really good life. And I want to say that was probably one of the the main points happiest parts of your life yeah yeah one of the those are fun to think about yeah so that's what i hold on to when it comes to the cranberries even though if you listen to that album the cranberries no need to argue very depressing album very very like holy shit there's war going on in the world self eventually didn't she no it was an accidental death it was an accidental overdose yeah it was an accidental drowning oh i didn't okay i thought that was a suicide thing passed out in the tub i believe yeah, that doesn't sound like a good way to go, but either way. So those lyrics to yeah. those bands, I don't know. Depressing lyrics can still be uplifting. I don't know. So let me tell you how that relationship ended. That relationship ended uh, with this girl saying, I just didn't have enough money. And so at the time, how it ended, I was actually, so I was dating a big this part of why my marriage ended too. <laughs> so I dated this girl and my best friend was dating her best friend. And I was actually at her best friend's house with my buddy and we were playing Super Mario World. She's like, I can't beat this part. Can you beat it? I was like, (laughs) (laughs) what part? (laughs) I don't even need a Yoshi. Let's fucking do this. Yeah. So I, I ended up beating the game for her that night. And then uh, we got this. You beat the game? Yeah. <laughs> you kill her. Like, hey, sweetie. I know it's only been 45 minutes, but I'm already at the final Bowser. Sit down. It's fucking game time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then and then her phone rings. And then Did she you get fixed. to Star World? Fuck Star World. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then the phone rings and she picks it up and it's her best friend. I'm just going to say her best friend, not the girl I'm dating at this time. So it's her best friend, and her best friend is saying, like, oh, uh, Mark, she wants to break up because apparently you don't have any money. And I was like, well, I'm fucking 14, so legally not entitled to work in Canada right now. (laughs) But, okay, I guess that's, I mean, it is what it is. All right. 
tell her to have a nice life. And that and that's just kind of where it ended. That's bullshit, bro. See, Mark's a millionaire now, so he can laugh at that <laughs> bitch. He can laugh at that bitch for sure. Wow, that was a very Mr. Belding laugh from... Say <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right. So uh, so you had... I got something I want to grill you on. All right. Bring it. Music's a big... Like I said, music's a big thing for me. So, like, I bond with people over it. And it's... Uh, I do that because I listen to it a lot alone and stuff. So... I wanted to ask you, what are songs, movies, or TV shows, just some kind of, you know, entertainment that when you're, you got to break up, you know, you've broken up and you're in that lull, you're depressed, you're trying not to miss them or whatever that you would, you would watch or that you would listen to to feel better about it. And then when you kind of want to, when you meet someone and you kind of get in the butterflies again, what would you watch or listen to, to kind of get back into the mood to go, okay, maybe I can, you know, you know, not die alone. (laughs) So uh, when it comes to breaking it, off with someone, breaking up with somebody. Uh, the worst thing that you can do is work in retail because it's like, it's <laughs> like the universe knows and retail radio is against you. Oh, because you end up hearing like all these shitty, shitty songs, all these artists singing about Natalie Imbriogli is torn. Now the perfect guy is torn. Or like, so you had a bad day. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like have, all these or, songs come on, on retail radio and you're like, Really? Why you gotta just, always make things so what? complicated? God damn it! <laughs> and, and retail radio is the worst when you've broken up because the universe knows. That's it knows. fucking funny. Careless whisper on fucking repeat. <laughs> I'm never gonna dance again. Yeah. I hate working here. Okay, that was that was very well. That so, was a very that was that was awesome. So that was what awesome. what I actually uh, do for any time that I'm in a rotten mood sad mood anything is is i put on the office it's my happy place uh and if i'm at work and i can't watch the office i'll be listening to the office ladies podcast it's it's just it's just office related and it keeps me going but just because uh office is such a down-to-earth show that yes it has a lot of cringe on purpose but uh the stories of the other people that aren't trying to be cringy it, it's just very it's it's very realistic it's, it's very uh very much a lot of the problems that people go through, they experience in the show. You don't have to sell me on The Office. I'm also a massive fan of it. So if you're listening to this and you don't like The Office, you need to fucking well, check yourself. <laughs> no, it's well, it's got such dynamic and it's got the love. There's the love stories, like you say. Then there's also the friendships, you know. Like, oh, I love watching Jim and um, Dwight, you know, go from being mortal enemies that hate each other to being <laughs> like he's the best man at his wedding by the end of the seasons. You know, like that's a cool story to watch, you know. Bromance and... There's a lot of cool factors of it, I, I, and I think, yeah, I, I could watch that either on a lull, a depressing lull, but for instance, this year, I was dating a girl in February, and she was into the office, and we watched it together, and it was kind of an up, it was, it was an upper version of it. Sometimes you can watch it when you're sad, but for us, it was a, you know, it was kind of a cool thing to watch together. So, when it came to uh, Tamara, my girlfriend, and being into the office, it wasn't that she was against it at first, she just wasn't really that interested in it. And she didn't know much about it. But yeah. when I was like, oh, man, we got to watch Sometimes this. when people talk about then, something too much, you get like, oh, fuck, okay, fine, I guess I'll watch it. You know? <laughs> but then it's also the coworkers as well. Like she, I feel she that, yeah. She had a coworker who was all like, oh, yeah, you have to watch this. And so, yeah, she sat down. And I was like this with Breaking series. Bad. I would. I was like, fucking, if I have to, if one more person sits me down and has to go on about how good that show is, and I wouldn't watch it for the longest time. And I walked in on my... The girl I was with at the time watching a few episodes, and I, I the scenes that I walked in on were not good scenes to, to be introduced to the show on. One of them was the one where Walt's like, 
I don't want to. He gets kind of rapey with his wife. <laughs> where he throws her up against the fridge and kind of has out of there when he when he starts thinking he's like a drug kingpin or something. It's a weird scene. It, it's it's watching it in context. It was very well done. But in that moment, I was like, "What the fuck are you watching? Why is this show getting an Emmy?" <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it, right? So I went back years, it's very similar to Star Wars, because as a kid, everyone's like, ah, oh, Star Wars is the best. And I was like, fuck, I don't want to, go- everyone's got that Darth Maul lunchbox. I swear to God, if I see another kid with the Darth Maul lunchbox, I'm going to kick his kneecaps in. So I never cared about Star Wars until I was in my 20s, and I could watch it on my own and appreciate it, which is weird, not how most people are. And I was exactly the same way with The Office at first. Too much bombardment of people. And then I don't know. I probably ran out of stuff to watch on Netflix, <laughs> and I was like, "I'm gonna binge this because people say it's great." And fell in love. I okay, the scene where Jim and Pam um, do the he, he proposes to her at the gas station, and they meet in the rain. Oh, yeah. If you don't know, I was like, that killed me. I was like, because I I got a cool proposal story too. I did a pretty Halpert style thing. I will, I, and I'll, I think it was. Maybe other people can weigh in on it. I did a pretty cool Halpert thing. We'll get to it later, though, okay. because I want to hear more about the songs that we were talking about on the internet, or the songs and shows that go on yeah. the internet. Finish. So, so the office was the uh, was the coming out of things. The office is, is my go to for the happy place. The when it goes to uh, getting into a relationship, it's not so much that I'm listening to somebody else. It's it's always that I have something gears turning in my head like okay this is how you're feeling put it down on paper okay and then i put it down on paper and then i write about it so more of writing than sitting down and listening to stuff and then kind of banging out the chords that yeah okay so here's uh, this we have this in common when i'm really depressed because i be in the, the whole bp thing the depression hits you and if you're smart you can use it instead of going, oh, there it is. I'll do nothing with my life. You go, okay, how is this useful? For me, if you grab your guitar and you're really sad, you could come, you could write some really nice riffs because you're, 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 you're channeling it, right? Yeah. And I've been very lucky with that. I'm not much of a lyricist like you. I tr- really look up to the fact that you could take exactly the way you're feeling and put it into words. I'm way better at taking what I'm feeling and like creating like a full, you know, get some synth in there and some horns and like I'll write a fucking score based on how emotional I'm feeling. You know what I mean? Uh, and, uh, and it's just as soothing, but it doesn't translate as well to people. So, but I, so I'm a little jealous of the fact you could do that, but I, I feel that I will write something sad when I'm depressed. And then I will write the fucking catchiest little ba ba da ba boo bop riff when I'm <laughs> happy and manic and like, you know, hanging out with my friends. I was hammered at a party and I came up with this A major riff and it would, I went home and I'm turning into a whole like really catchy pop song that I'm digging right now. So yeah, um, yeah that's pretty cool. Anything else? Uh, no, I'd probably say that's 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 my going into and in my coming out of uh, depressing. For me, I'll I'll listen to anything. I I get weirded out by I don't know. There's some songs. You, here's another good question well, that factors okay. in. Do you have songs you can't listen to because it's just too real? It's too much to put you back in that relationship, put you back in that house, put you back in that friendship that didn't work out. So put you back this, in a bad moment. So. Th- because of what music means to me, I think it just, it's different for me than somebody else. So when it comes down to like, oh, I can't listen to that song because I listen to this song in the relationship, I find myself, I'm not like that. I'm not like that either. I, I, but I, most people are. That's why I ask. I, I'm kind of a weirdo. I think that's part of growing up is saying, I just like this song. I'm not letting that situation ruin this for me. The, uh, that's that's part of growing up. So the song by uh, Why You Gotta Be So Rude by Magic. Yep. 
Oh, that, I love that tune. I bro. love that tune. Me and Eric cover that. We've had two people ask us to do that, and we pulled it out, bare, like bare hearing it like once on the radio. It went really yeah. well. I people actually, like it. Uh, it was it was a song that uh, there was it was the only song that I danced to in a relationship, and then when that relationship ended. Uh, from what I understood, she was like, oh my God, I can't believe blah, 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 blah. I'm never listening to the song again. And I was all like, why you gotta be so rude? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, now, I'm, now I'm just attributing it, attributing it to that person. Like, why you gotta be so rude, yo? I'm actually <laughs> pretty proud of myself because especially during the divorce, like when I, cause I don't know, I was like 28 when that went down or 29 or something. I, I, I was that guy. I was like, I don't, I can't listen to this. There's certain things that just absolutely wrecked me and like i said part of growing up now I, I just got to a point where i was like man there's some really good tunes i'm not listening to because <laughs> even bands like there's a band called pain of salvation they're from sweden and they were like me and the wife went to go see them we met them they're nobodies right but they showed up to play uh the opera house or some or it wasn't even it was even smaller than that like the reverb or some shit yeah. like that. And we saw them and we got to meet them and stuff. So they were like our band. And then it was like, well, after we were, we'd broken up and they put out a really good record. Like, you know, they're like, we're going to go back to our roots and write 10 minute prog songs in seven, eight time. And I was like, <gasps> and then they did, they did. And I was like, you know what? You know what? You don't get this anymore. I love, this is good. And I got back into all the old stuff and I, and, and I was a, the first step and I started, I started doing it with other bands because they were very small personal thing for us. So the fact that I could do it with them, I was like, you can do it with anything, bud. So part of that, figure it out. Part of that growing up is, is realizing like, well, the relationship is shit, but the music's not shit. So why should yeah. I let the relationship ruin the music for me? Mm -hmm. I've actually gotten to the point now where, like, I wrote riffs and songs about her. And when we were, like, positive ones, like, I love you because we're together. And then, like, <laughs> this sucks because we're not. And and now at this at this age, I was in a band. I'm in a band and, I, you know, been writing original shit lately. And I'm pulling these riffs. These, ri these riffs that, like, I used to, like, see them on a piece of paper, you know, a little tab and a note and be like, <laughs> You know what I mean? Now I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to get a three-part harmony over this right now and get a piano. Give me my piano over here. <laughs> I give no shits because, like you say, it's the music. It's like, this is just look at it as notes. It's zeros and it's ones. You know, like translate it and move accordingly. And then you yeah. can, when you can step outside of it, and then it's it's nice. I really like that. Growing up is got some good parts to it. The parts that aren't good is how sore my fucking elbow is. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had any uh, crazy stalkerish people in your past? Yeah, for sure. Um, I dated a girl from Plenty of Fish, and then yeah, it was just uh, <laughs> and then yeah, it wasn't good. She was like, my mom was at a, was at a grocery store, and she was like there, and we were kind of wondering like we're seeing that car around a lot. Is that not her mom's car? And then all of a sudden, she's just in the aisle looking at my mom's like, I think your ex was at the metro the other day, like eyeballing me. Like it got kind of weird for a little <laughs> while. Um, I legally can't talk too much about this, but I'm, to be, I'm being dead honest here. My last girlfriend that uh, things didn't go well with, and she was online spreading bad shit. Like, it didn't go well. The police had to come back and help me get my stuff. Yeah. It was a not a good ending to the relationship. And I had to... Um, uh, she was she she was saying stuff like online like uh, my business I put my business page up and she'd be like slanderous and then I'd have customers being like you're an asshole like Alex is awesome and he saved my my family like thousands of dollars yeah. <laughs> we don't care that you broke up like she got kind of like her ass handed to her in comments it was 
I mean, for the moment, I was scared shitless because it looks like a bunch of not cool drama. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know if that's considered stalkerish, but it went on for 18 months after we broke up and I'd moved out. Yeah, that's and th- so there keep was, it that way. So there's this website called meetmeinto.com. And it was just... Well, that doesn't sound bad at all. <laughs> it was just a, a chat room. And there was this girl on there who... She, I guess she got to know me a little bit through through the chat, and then so she wanted to meet up. So she came over for a sleepover because she lived, I don't know, in like Toronto or some shit. So she came over for a sleepover and a when, sleepover. So when she came over, I'll just sleep on the couch. It's okay. So when she came okay, over, okay, Mark. Sure, she did. <laughs> so when she got there, she shows up, and uh, I did like. I wanted to call it the red light special because I had literally a red light in my fucking basement. So I had this red light on and I just listened to music and whatever. But there was no, it it wasn't like we got down and dirty. Like we didn't do, we we didn't have sex or anything and all that. But for her, it was all about the feelings. And so we're like, as we go to bed, she starts crying. I'm like, what's wrong? She's like, I can't believe I found the one. And I was like, what? Uh, what? <laughs> oh. She's like, yeah, I can't believe I found the one. I'm so excited, and she's crying over this. And I was like, oh, okay. So uh, I'm gonna go to sleep. I'm gonna go to sleep. Yeah, it's bedtime. You just continue crying over there, so, sweetie. And uh, maybe in the morning. So I do the sleep thing, and then like it's really because it's the last thing that's now going through my head as I'm sleeping. I wake up at like four o'clock in the morning. I'm like. I, I can't do this. How do how do I get her? How do I get her out of here? It's <laughs> four o'clock what, in the morning. What the fuck? So like, I, so I I want to say this is where I should be an award winning actor. <laughs> so I start acting out this like panic attack. Like I'm starting to like, <sighs> and I got to the point where my face is actually pouring water from my tear ducts. Nice. So like, like I can't. Good I job, can't, Brad Pitt. I Fucking kill it. I can't do this. Like I'm, I'm freaking. What you said freaked me out. Like I can't. You have to leave, and I know that you have to wait for your train. So I think you have to go in the morning. So I can't. I can't do this. And she's like, okay, 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 sure. I'm like, I'm just having a massive panic attack. We can't do this. Okay. So I go back to go back to bed. Oh, hang on, I, someone's calling in right now. I think it's her. Hang on, hang on. We have a caller. Caller <laughs> no! on the line. We have a caller on the line. Tamara, put her through. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so, uh, so wake up like really early in the morning, and then she's just like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, I still feel numb and tingly. Like I, I can't, I, I can't. And so, like the train was here for. 10 and so 10 I, I, a.m fuck gee that's I, a long second I, I was thinking, hoping there was like a 6 10 <laughs> so i had to take it to the train station and then uh and then from the train from the train ride to when she got home to when she was at home she'd called my phone like 162 times 160 i've had that too and i've uh, had the 160 phone call. your phone dies because it's been vibrating for a fucking hour because they don't stop calling yeah that's so my time. friend crystal that i used to work with at uh, walmart was that was just talking to me casually and she's just like hey how's it going i'm like not so, not good, so good not so good and i explained this to her and she's like do you want me to talk to her and i was like that'd be nice could you 
please. <laughs> so she, so she actually did. So I gave her the, so she texted this girl and she just like, Mark just wanted to show you that not all guys are, are creeps and blah, 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 blah. It wasn't that he was falling in love with you and all that stuff. But so like, you can, you can like move Come on, you can it. move on knowing that, you know, he was just trying to show you that not all guys are assholes. Right. And didn't Green Day write a song? What, how did it go? How did it go? Nice guys finish last. <laughs> You're running. Okay, sorry. Anyway, and and I guess that I'm not worked. ripping on you, bro. I'm doing. This, I make the same mistakes. Every and day. I guess that worked. I no longer got calls or texts. Nice. And then uh, and then like a week later, I went back into this chat, and she was there, and she's just like, "Oh, hey, I just wanted to make sure that you're okay, blah blah blah. blah. It's cool. I'm not going to harass you or anything." And I'm not going to harass you or anything. <laughs> First red flag. No. <laughs> yeah. And I was be like, like oh, "Okay, I'm not so. going to kill you or anything. <laughs> I promise I won't find out where you live." <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so pull your food on my butthole in, in the night. <laughs> so again, there was a moment. That's oddly specific. So again, there was a moment in like. Friends, when Joey was dating somebody who would uh, who who would punch the crap out of him. oh no no it wasn't Joey it was it was actually uh, Chandler breaking up with Janice. Can you give a Phoebe valley? Can you do a please do a valley girl accent when you talk about friends to me? I thought it was Chandler's accent was Phoebe, and what was actually going on was can you just play no, for me? No no I'm sorry. So, so Phoebe <laughs> so Phoebe actually helps Chandler break up with Janice, and all Phoebe does is go over to talk to Janice, and then she's like, "Oh, okay, I understand." And then she goes over, kisses Chandler goodbye, and says, "All right, goodbye," and walks out. And Chandler's like, "Can you help me break up with a, every girl on that yeah. date?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and so, like with that, I was like, "Hey, Crystal, can you help me break up with every girl that I date?" Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I didn't even date this girl. That's fucking. It just hilarious. went. It just went from like zero to one hundred or zero to batshit crazy in less than twenty four hours. <laughs> that's that's crazy experience. The girl that was like, "You can't leave. You're part of this family now." That whole shit went down. Um, my mom was a big part of that breakup. I love my mom and I are pretty tight, and thank fucking god for her. She had my back with that. Like after after I cheated, and she figured it out, and she was like super pissed. Right? She sm- <laughs> We should talk about this. She sm- I had a piano. Okay, props to fucking Yamaha right now. Shout out to Yamaha pianos. So she smashed my Yamaha piano, threw it down the stairs. It was in pieces. I get. Th- I go to the house to get my stuff. I reassemble uh, 66 keys and the cover and the power stuff in the back. And I do some soldering and everything. I swear to God, Mark, I plugged that thing in, started up. It even had all of my, my stuff saved. It even had everything I'd saved on it. All my backtrack stuff saved. I was like, <laughs> Yamaha, I wrote them a letter. I was like, you guys are the best. Because and then the, the, last, the last girl I was beside, a ukulele, a $250 electric ukulele pieces 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 because my phone died and i didn't come home after a gig one night i passed i me and eric went over to my buddy dan's i think and i passed out there and then i go yeah that was the end of that so you know <laughs> good times um i wanted to ask something real i want or, or tell um a quick story because i talked shit about my proposals and how dope they were have you yeah. ever done that have you popped the question you ever done the ring thing i've, I've done it twice so I want to grill you on, if you don't mind, just because I'm always curious, how did you do it? And then I try to tell people my story because I think mine's pretty impressive. Well, one I was forced into. So was mine, but I still made it cool. We'll get that. So mine, mine was just a shit show. So uh, Oh, this is a god. I love a story that starts with, well, that was a shit show. So, Let's go. So uh, the mother of one of my kids... 
we were fighting a lot at the time. Like we'd gone to counseling and, and tried counseling's to, fun. I liked that. Yeah. And, and tried to work everything out and all that. And when she was pregnant, her mom was like, you better be fucking proposing to my daughter because she's pregnant. And I was like, are you Catholics? <laughs> I'm, I'm I was like, you're trying to pressure me into marry your daughter just because she's pregnant. I'm like, I can't. So anyways, I ended up, I ended up doing it and it was just on a date night. It was just a, just a couple's date night. We, we were out at actually uh, the putting edge glow in the dark mini golf place. And also a really <laughs> good place to try and throw it at them behind one of those light up flower things. If it's not very busy on a Saturday and so night, like, just saying, but so it's so funny because like I got down on the one knee and, and as I'm in the middle of proposing, first off, my buddy who's still trying to play through his ball, like ah! <laughs> bounces off my shoe. And he's like, wait, what's going on right now? <laughs> it was cool. And so, but but because of the pressure I felt, I didn't even ask in the right way. God damn it, Joey! I'm trying to fucking propose. <laughs> so I was all like, okay, well, you know, I asked the question, then it's like, yeah, but if we break up, I need to get the ring back. <laughs> and that was all in the same sentence as the question. And so, like, it was just say it again slower. I'll be done in a second. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first one. Want to give me the second story? Is the second story just... Second, second one was just a family barbecue. Cool. That's actually... That's all right. Did you get on a knee? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cute. Yeah, I was like, hey, get over here. What? Just come here get for here. a second. What? Just get over here! <laughs> so romantic. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... We, we were... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay. But before we go into that, uh, I do want to say something in regards to that story. So this ring here that, that I was proposing to that girl, that was the ring of all... It was the one ring to rule them all. You bought a Lord of the no. Rings ring No, 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 no. Oh, so say, my, so my, a- dad, my dad passed away when I was four, and my mom believed in that relationship so much that she was like, Mark, I'm giving you my engagement ring from your dad. And I was like, wow, this is the one ring to rule. This Shit, is it. That's a big one. This is it. We have so much in common. You can't wait to tell you what happened. Oh, this is, great. So, this is great. So this girl, she takes this girl, she takes off to uh, Mississauga to tell her dad that uh, she's engaged to a schwa boy. D- 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 dirty schwa boy. And, uh, but he's so but, cute. But to meet up with her dad, she takes the ring off and puts it in her wallet. So she's at Tim Hortons talking with her dad, and her dad, uh, first off, kind of convinces her to move. I don't like where the story's going. I'm getting anxiety. <laughs> so her, da- her dad mo- convinces her to move back to Mississauga anyways. So so I get this phone call, and she's like, yeah, so I, I met with my dad. I talked with my dad. I'm moving back to Mississauga. I was like, oh, okay. So she's like, so the engagement is off. And I was like, oh, okay, so uh, can I have the ring? And then she said, I put it in my wallet to talk to my dad, and I forgot got my wallet at Tim Hortons. And when we went back for it, my wallet was gone. Uh, I, And when I heard that, tears flowed instantly mm. and my fist went through a door. <laughs> and it like, it, it bothered me a lot. Like I don't, I don't have a lot of relics of, of my dad left. I and don't imagine I, you do. I have a very, very few things. And, and this was like, holy shit, the, the, the one thing, Thing to rule <laughs> that's a bitch move yeah i don't like it yeah mine doesn't have a happy ending either with the rings it's not as severe as yours but it still sucks i'll give you right now so i managed to um we talked about it for a while you know we'd been together for fucking a while years seven eight years something like that yeah um 
And so we knew, we kind of, we were talking, it was like, you know, what do you think, next summer? Summer after, you know, just kind of like laying around in bed shooting the shit about it. So how it kind of came, when you say forced into it, so I get a phone call and it's a picture of a bunch of wedding dresses at Value Village. And she's like, there's a like $3,000 designer wedding dress at Value Village they're selling for $300. You should get it for me. (laughs) (laughs) She's there with her mom. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I'm Okay, <laughs> so we do to that. put in a box for a decade later. <laughs> yeah, so well, like I said, we talked a lot about it, and I was like, you know what? If I go pick that up for her, it'll make it real, and then we should we should make it happen. Like I was I was excited to do it. And I'm not gonna lie, my wedding was the, my the, it was the best day of my life. It was the most fun I've had. Like we we played our band that my wife was in played. Yeah. It was fucking. We had a DJ. It was my 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 dad who I don't have the greatest relationship with, who lives in New Brunswick, and we've been on again, off again for like eighteen years. It was nice. He came in and flew in for it, so there was a lot of good stuff there. But so it was it was good shit. But oh my god, the lead up. Oh my god, planning a wedding. I would. I'd rather lose a limb. I got an important one too, like my dick or my left leg. Like just take it. <laughs> Anyways, so um, what I so I'm now I'm in ring mode, right? I'm like I got to get this ring going. So my mom's got this family ring that came from um, my sister's side of the family, and it's like three generations appraised at about twelve G's. <laughs> and she's like, I had I got her a nice engagement ring that was worth a couple G's, and and so that was I figured you know if I'm gonna get a free family ring, you should probably get a nice engagement ring, so you don't you know a complete piece of shit. So I got her a nice engagement ring. And then I was getting those. So what I did was I didn't want to do... I, now, now, So she knows we're getting married because she has a dress, right? So I'm like, how am I going to propose and make it a surprise when she knows it's coming, yeah. right? So I, it was, uh, she was having a bad week and I'd planned it so that it would happen like this. She had a uh, Chevy Malibu and I had a, a CD in it and it had a bunch of songs that were our songs that she, the first one, that was, there was some Dido songs on there. I'm going to be a pansy nest. There was some Dido songs <laughs> on there. There was a song by Limp Bizkit called The One. The whole chorus is this could be The One. You yeah. might have heard. Yeah, yeah. Very good lyrics. Um, God, there's some good ones on there. I'm trying to remember the rest of them. There were some real good ones. Oh, Alanis Morissette's Head Over Feet. Another classic. Uh, I'll get, there are a bunch of other ones in there too. Anyways, so what it was set up to do was she got in the car and I'd, I had keys to her car. I'd rigged it up. So there was a note on the dash that said, hey, you know, and kind of asked her in the note and said, just start the car. Like, just start the car and look at the radio. So it started the car and I programmed the CD so her radio display said, will you marry me? On the radio display while it played the song and then the note said, open the glove box. Ring was in the glove box. Oh, nice. And then I said, I'm up, I'm up at my mom's or whatever, because didn't, we didn't live in town. She lived closer to my mom than she did our house. So I was yeah. like, We're, come meet at my mom's and we'll have a little engagement dinner. And then everybody was waiting. So in regards to the, the creativity side, um, I had actually mentioned to you, oh, so, oh yeah, I wanted to, to talk about one thing. Uh, so probably the weirdest thing that I, I've done creatively for uh, a date that I've done was I bought a Deadpool Funko Pop. And this was part of this, like, it, it went with this date. So we went to see the first Deadpool movie. And so I... I it came out on Valentine's Day. Did not? Yes. See, I know my shit. Yeah. So it came out on Valentine's Day. It was a Deadpool Funko Pop. And what I did was I created a bunch of word bubbles. And I... On the packaging? No, no, no. I like, I just got uh, like Bristol board okay, and, okay. and cut out like tons of word bubbles and wrote how Deadpool would speak. 
Yeah. And he's like, hey, I don't know why you're you were thinking about dating this guy instead of dating me. But anyways, there's something for you in the trunk and all this shit. Oh, cool. And, and so, uh, and so it's like, so when you're reading this, just ask him to pop the trunk. And then, uh, and then she asked me to pop the trunk and I'm kind of playing along with it. Like, why? Well, it's, it's on the card. Just pop the, okay, pop the trunk. And then she goes around to the trunk. She sees flowers and all that crap. And she comes uh, and, I and like then, this. And this then she comes around. And I'm wet already. <laughs> and then she comes around and then like we go off, uh, for like, it's kind of a dinner before Deadpool, but it, that wasn't planned. We just kind of pulled into the lot. First off, at this time, I'd never been to the Yorkdale Mall in Toronto. And the Yorkdale Mall is... Piece of shit. It's... Parking lot is a piece of shit. It's overly priced. I've been in three car accidents in that parking it's lot. It's overly priced. Everything in that mall is like expensive as shit. So I do I do not like that. We're mall. just it's not actually that expensive. We're just peasants and we don't understand well, no, retail. No, no. It's it's also like I refuse to pay a certain price for for certain things. And then when walking through them all, I'm like I would not buy that. I would not buy that. I feel like Fuck a that. bitch Fuck be- this. because when I worked at BMW and I had a, and we were making good money, we used to go to Yorkdale Mall and do our Christmas shopping every year and then we would spend like 4 grand or 5 grand I, I every don't, year. I don't I don't like super duper nice things. I don't I, like I can't can't handle it christmas was insane so i mean even now when tamara and i we go to niagara and it's like the last time we were so there, jealous we, by we, the way next time <laughs> i want to come okay <laughs> jesus so so we go to niagara she got like like the deluxe suite or something like that and yeah so she, i so saw the mirror over the bed i saw the thing <laughs> <laughs> yes there's a mirror over the bed you guys look but so like, cute in that picture i was laughing but she she like enjoys this. I I don't. I feel like I'm out of my league. Yeah, and I, and I know. I'm you like, feel out of place. Just, you feel out of place. Yeah, it's it's not for me. So it's like okay. So I'm dude, I, I married a Whitby girl, who, and some of the people in her family came from money. <laughs> so we would go to fucking, um, we go to family reunions, and I'm like the hippie ass Alex sitting walking in there, you know, with my dirty mouth. And what do you do for a living? Uh, well, I'm in school for music. In my second year, I work for Mike Turner. Have you heard of Our Lady Peace? They're just like, no. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the kind of shit that I was yeah. doing. So, like, I understand what you're feeling. Like, I am not belong here. <laughs> like, I've, I was like that every time I got taken anywhere with a lot of that. Thing. So, uh, next up, we're going to talk about uh, healing from heartbreak, as you were talking about before, coming out of relationships and, and just ways to get over it. Best um, way to heal is just get on that next bitch. Is it quicker for men? Um, I think it depends. I, I don't think it de- it's a sex factor. I think it's a person factor. I know girls that are really bad at getting over dudes, and I know girls that I, can I, walk away easy. Yeah, Same I think, I think it's a, yeah. I think it's a matter of whether you can actually shut off those emotions. But if you can shut off those emotions, it's not it's not even a permanent shut off because there will be a time you're sitting around and you're like, "Fuck." <laughs> this is a, okay. This is a real serious one. I'll get a little real here, which I know I love to joke about shit, but let, yeah, I'm going to get real for sure. I've learned this year for the first time. And I think it's maybe something you got to do in your thirties. Cause I was worried. I was in a few relationships. I, I did a lull after, where I was like, you got to be single, bud. You need to. So I did 14 months where I was on my own. I made sure. And in a lot of, I mean, on my own, like, yeah. you know, nothing like maybe the odd booty call or not just behave. And then I, then I was like, okay, let's go date again. Let's go do this properly. And I, I got weirded out because I was having that no feeling. Like, I was like, yeah, I like this person, but it's, I don't really care. And then when it would fall apart, I was like, eh, you know what I mean? And I just, I was, uh, that got a little bit weird. And you'd learn, you, you learn at this age that there's different levels of people that you invest in. 
And when you're young, you don't understand that. Yeah. So now it, when you find someone that you, you are willing to invest in, you know it's worth it because your instincts are getting better. When you're a little younger or less experienced, your instincts for what is worth putting your time and your passion into is different and you're too stupid to understand it and you have to have heartbreak in order to know, in order for that, the heartbreak literally guides you on the next time to say, well, this didn't work, but some of it did. Eight good years is eight good years. What went wrong in the last three or four? You know what I mean? And go for, instead of, it didn't work. I wasted my whole time. You know what I mean? Like a fucking <laughs> child. You know what I mean? Like take a little bit of the positive. Even if, even a girl that was I'm so glad my children don't sound like that. <laughs> even if, a, but I'm saying if a relationship was horrible, you need to be enough of an adult to take something positive out of yeah. it by saying, okay, well, why was it so horrible? If you can't do that, then you're fucking lost cause. So that I'm happy that I can get to that point. So that's my answer on that for sure. So I'm going to go, uh, Again, quoting the show Friends. And no, I'm not going to talk like a valley girl to quote it. So I'm, not, I'm just not going to do it. So <laughs> That was perfect, bro. <laughs> so Friends. Sarah Michelle Gellar's there, in the there's, there's an episode in Friends where there's a social worker coming over to see if Chandler and Monica can adopt a child. And it turns out that Joey had slept with the social worker. <laughs> and so when. I have not seen this episode, but it sounds great. <laughs> So when they end up coming face to face and she's like, well, why didn't you call me? And, he, and he's like, why didn't I call you? Why didn't you call me? I didn't get your number. It's like, I swear I gave you my number. And, and so he started playing it off like, no, you didn't give me your number. You know how many women I had to sleep with to get over you? And so the reason why I bring that up is <laughs> this is going to make me sound like a total piece of shit. So <laughs> after I had my heart broken in, in my first major heartbreak uh relationship wise i wasn't sure I, I like i wasn't sure if i would rebound or even to me what a rebound was but i would end up talking to girls and i would end up in these short two-week relationships one after the next after the next after the next after the next and it turns out that i was how many times were you planning on saying after the next there I, I Did you count them specifically like after the next Michelle, after the next Jennifer, after no. the next, are you, is that what's going on? <laughs> no, 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 no. It just happened spontaneously. And so I guess it turned out that, yes, I was on a rebound. It's like, wow, I'm, I'm Joey. You know how many <laughs> girls I had to sleep with to get over you? And at this time, like I was, I was not thinking anything of it. Like I, I was trying to like, I can turn my emotions off. I was wrong. <laughs> Like, I, I could not do it. I don't know what's worse, not being able to do it or successfully doing it if you're like a piece of shit after you've done it. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, man. Like, like the third night in a row you stay at somebody else's house in your walk of shaming home. Is that when you start to realize that you're a piece of shit? Like, you know what I mean? Or are you just like having fun? You know what I mean? Well, the, the, it, that's another, we circle back to insecurities at that yeah. point. You know what I mean? Because so a the, confident person doesn't care and goes whatevs. An insecure person starts to check themselves. So a, a tricky thing when it comes down to the rebounds is you've been in a relationship for so long and you haven't had to worry about really anything. So then when you. Oh, it's so true. So then when you finally. All of a like, sudden you're independent again. Yeah. And then, remember what that's like. And then when you hook up with someone, you're like, okay, well, maybe I can find it with this. And then you have a wonderful time with them. And then you're like, but it's just not the same. So you get rid of it. And then you're like, oh, maybe I can find it with it's this not, person. Oh, it's not the same. That's, I what I was, that's, what I, that's literally exactly what I'm referencing. I know I didn't use those exact words, but that's what, yeah. When I was like that, oh, no, I'm afraid I can't feel anymore. It's, an, it's not that you can't. It's just, it's not the same. You're like, will it ever be the same? Is there a point to this? 
That's I feel you 100%. Yeah. So that came full circle. I want to bring up another show. Uh, so The Office. So if you watch um, the episode where Michael Scott is trying to take Carol, who's actually played by his real wife. Away. Is that really? Yep. Oh, um, no way. <laughs> yeah, that's his To this day wife. still? Yeah. There she's, wow. <laughs> that's so cool. I love information. Like, I did not know that. So he, he tries to wisp her away to Sandals, Jamaica, and she's she's just like, what? You can't just bring this on me, like, like last minute. And I'm, I have I have kids. And then he's like, oh, by the way, <laughs> let me show you uh, this picture. Let me show you this picture that I have of uh, me and you and your kids. And he photoshopped his face oh, over her, hus- her ex-husband's face. And right there, that seals the deal. And she's like, you know what? You're like, we're, we're done. Like, I can't. And he's like, well, if you walk away, we're done. And she's like, I know. And she just walked away. And then, uh, and then Michael Scott, who's sitting heartbroken, uh, Andy Bernard comes up and says, okay, I know you're feeling sad. Let's go for lunch. My treat. And then Michael's like, can we bring other people along? Oh, sure. So then they bring along Dwight and Jim and then they go out for uh, Chinese food. And at the restaurant, Andy's trying to like play the ultimate wingman, like talking Michael love. Hey, this is your guy. Why don't you come back? We're having a bit of a Christmas party. Why don't you come back to the party? So, then two girls come back to the party, which ultimately it ends up being two different girls than the waitresses that they had. But this, this he is, doesn't notice. Yeah, he, Michael Scott can't tell because that's kind of like his <laughs> that's something that he just can't do. So when it, he gets back to the office and come the end of the party, party's over. They go to leave, and Michael Scott's like, "But no, why? Why would you leave?" And then he says to Jim in like a real intimate moment, he's just kind of sitting there with Jim and he's like, well, she was the one. And he's like, nope, nope. Yeah. Yeah. Barry. Nope. He's looking away. <laughs> We're doing the Jim help. Like, nope. <laughs> no, she was not. Nope, she and was then, not. and then, uh, while talking to Jim, Michael's like, yeah, you're probably right. I had to mark her hand so I could tell which one she was. <laughs> you couldn't get away with that joke these days. Yeah. Like that episode, they'd be like, we're going to take that episode three episode down. Yeah, but what was explained to Michael Scott was saying, like, you know what? You just had your first rebound. It's it's not the same as the relationship you were in, but you were looking for some sort of emotional response from somebody, and, and you had it. Some would say it's a necessary part of the healing process, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, like, there's very few... Well, okay, I'm not going to talk for everybody, but I, I want to say there's very few people who are all like, hey, can I be your fucking rebound? <laughs> I mean, there might be. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Ooh, I just. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hard. That's a hard no. It's a hard no right there, bud. And I'll tell you right now why. I've had. So if you're both rebounding and you know that's what it is, it can be fucking good. (laughs) Uh, You if you've had a breakup and it's a bad one and you've got a friend. And you guys are sitting around, and she's like, oh, Jim broke up with me. And you're like, oh, Christine broke up with me. You're like, what are my best friends? You're like, what are my best friends? Do you want to fuck really, really hard for a little while until we feel better? <laughs> I do. I'm telling you, it can work. It can. You kind of have like this, you kind of have like this Elmo mixed with Grover kind of sound. <laughs> I'm there. sorry, it was that too much? But we're just, we were both, we were both Is that just what's happening crying on about our relationships ending. That's all, you know? <laughs> Rebounds are, are 
necessary, but I will admit the older I get, the less of that I need. Usually when you're done a relationship, instead of rebounding, you're like, I'm just going to calm down for a couple months. <laughs> for a couple like, I'm months. fucking done with this shit. I need time. Basically, that every if every relationship makes you never want to have one again. And then so that's why there's a few months in between until you find people tolerable of the opposite sex again. Or the same sex, whatever you're into. <laughs> All right, everybody. That is another episode of the guys, or not even the guys side, the Shaw Pod presenting the guys side. Woo! wrapped up for today i want to say thank you to my co-host alex Thanks for i want to thank you for having me mark i love you bro <laughs> love you smooches all right everybody take care thanks for listening stay hey, tuned hey hey mark mark hey i have a beer